Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 38 of the Cyber Bullies podcast. Coming up on 40. Yeah. Unbelievable. I know. 40th birthday. <laughs> I'm Ken Dworsky. I'm joined by Dr. Oh, HR. John by. John by. Doc, Dr. HR. <laughs> Dr. HR. Yeah. What does that stand for? <laughs> the Hyman Reconstructionist. <laughs> See, you. Uh... I, I I forget stuff all the time. I know that's why I'm here. I know John made a joke about that. Uh, John Yaraski, friend of the show, at happy hour this week, and I I, I was like, <laughs> oh right. I was like, what are you talking about? He's just yelling this out in the bar. Yeah. I know I'm an idiot. Uh, we also have a guest today, Mr. Tom Florio. Uh, say hi, Tom. Hi guys. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do my best to keep up with all your off the cuff references. You'll be fine. <laughs> you your witty rejoinder. One of the reasons you're here is that you know as much dumb shit as we do. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, just. Older dumb shit. Yeah, that's, that's important, exactly. though. <laughs> so, Tom, uh, we asked this all of our first-time guests. What are your thoughts on Lifetime movies? Do you watch them ever, besides the ones we tell you to? Never. I have never... <laughs> really? I have never watched a Lifetime movie other than the ones associated with your podcast. So, you, not even during the holidays? But No, but there is a... Con- no. <laughs> you never You never even saw, like, The this Burning Bed. This is how you bed. spend the holidays? <laughs> you never saw... Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Back up. The Burning Bed. Was that a Lifetime movie? It was a TV movie, uh, but it's credited as, like, the first, like... Okay, if you're going to ask me if I've ever seen a TV movie... Sure, sure, sure. Well, that I know. But, like, one geared for women and me and Ken. No. <laughs> No, not, I didn't wow. even watch the Burning Bed, but um, and it's not because I'm particularly macho. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's just more of a no no desire. But there is definitely a connection because I have a love of really bad movies. Right, that and I so know. The, so the ones that you guys choose a good amount of the time, they're really bad, <laughs> yeah. and so I do enjoy watching. Them. I think it's that a good amount of them are bad, and that we just choose them. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. our choices are not the bad ones. We just choose them, and then and they're then bad. they're bad. Yeah, I actually watched a really good bad movie today called Real Bullets. Never heard of it. It's on a free service on Roku, and I watch it from 19... Well, it says 1990, but then it's actually 1988. stars Martin Landau's daughter. Okay. And so he's in it briefly, and oh it's, uh, it's... But it's made by a stuntman who... Made stunt- by stuntmen for stuntmen? Yeah, basically, because it's about a stuntman who then is training other stuntmen, and then they stumble on a drug cartel, and then fight them with their stuntman skills. <laughs> All right. The guy, he's like a Tommy Wiseau. Like he, he, he like wrote the movie, starred in it, can't act. It's great. All right. Is he from New Orleans? <laughs> he, he actually might be. He's a very strange looking man. How, how, are, the, how are the stunts, ahead. though? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, right. There's a lot of great right. stunt stuff, because they start out like the stunt spectacular. So they're showing like the guy, you know, like the old west one where guys are falling off the roof oh, and they sure, shoot yeah. each other. And, then he, and there's like a voiceover talking about how he trained. It's great. All I right. cannot recommend it enough. All right. Uh, uh, I know some of the bad movies you enjoy. What's your favorite bad movie? Oh, wow. Um, Sextet. <laughs> Sextet is definitely up there. Sextet, Can't Stop the Music. Oh, yeah. Can't Stop the Music. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> and, the, you know. With the goots? <laughs> the goots in that one? No, that's the other one, right? Can't Stop the Music is the Village People story. Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah. The Apple. Quote, is quote that the quote? With, yeah, yeah. The, the Apple. Is that Warren. the one with the Maybe Goots is in yeah, that one. Yeah, oh, that, shit, the I Apple forget. is another bad one. <laughs> but Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe Goots is in Can't Stop the Music. That okay. sounds right. Steve Gutenberg. Sorry. Oh, it's the thank Goots. you. Okay. Who else would it be? <laughs> the Goots? No, the Goots was in Can't Stop the Music. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, you were right. He Sorry. was the one. Remember that entire end? Oh, uh, with the roller skating? skating through New York City. Yeah, right. Very tight shorts. That was the Goots. So, Tom, a couple more questions. Do you take sugar, and if so, one lump or two? <laughs> two. Oh. <laughs> Definitely two. One more time. <laughs> I, have, I have questions about but the no, music no in this movie. Because some of it sounds real, like they licensed the songs, and others yeah. sound like they recorded them again. <laughs> okay. 
I, I, I did very closely. I'm sure because this is what I do. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, it did sound like Def Leppard. Okay, well, I have some info. We'll come back to this, <laughs> but uh, but I had that exact question of like, oh, this is oh, maybe not. Mm. All right. So for anyone that missed episode 37, it's up on iTunes, the oh, podcasting yeah. sites. Do you remember what we watched? <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, Secret Life of uh, yeah, it's cool. yeah. Secret, Secret Sex Life of Single Mob. I, I got there. Yeah, it's very good. I didn't see that one because it wasn't on YouTube. Oh, okay. It wasn't? Nope. I thought I watched it on YouTube. No, we watched it on Life, oh. L- LMN. Oh, the, yeah, Lifetime Movie Club, LMC. Yeah, LMC. Uh, and, uh, so we watched Secret Sex Life of Single Mom, like Kyle said, as always tried to answer the following questions. Was the, the fetish in this movie realistic? <sighs> I, I, You know, this is where I wish we had a bigger audience. I'd love someone who knows <laughs> what they're talking about that help, us ex- help explain it to us. Because I felt like we tried really hard to understand it, and, yeah. y- and we didn't. No, couldn't get there. Yeah, but we tried. Uh, uh, why didn't the Duke want to be with Delane at the end? I don't know. <laughs> I know this bothered you. I, it made no sense to me. Like, it seemed like he stumbled on exactly what he wanted, but I think he's actually a coward. Like, deep down, oh. he's a child. So you've and, thought about this some more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else do I have to think about? And I, you know what? Speaking of the S&M stuff, um, I watched the re... The most recent version of the the one of those Steve Larson books, um, uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. All oh, that okay, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah, girl yeah. with the spiders. One, yep, with, that has uh, a couple American people in it. Yeah, I know you're talking. Yeah, yeah they, I know. It came out like I last know, year. Yeah, yeah, the latest one. Right. It's very similar to that movie. <laughs> Secret yeah, was Sex it? Life. Yeah, because like they treat the S and M in such a strange way, and huh. like I read all the books, but I forgot what it doesn't. About. It, it it felt just as inauthentic as it did in that movie. Okay, and bo- both movies felt equally bad at it. Despite oh. the fact that obviously the other movie, the and I haven't watched the Fifty Shades of Grey ones. No, and I'm so sure that's equally awful, probably right. worse. But mm. but it was just it was funny to me that like oh you have much better looking people, better actors, better writers, directors. Still it, bad. It still feels like it just doesn't it capture anything at all. Gotcha. Um, what was my last question here? And why was there no texting in this movie? Why were there no cell phones? No cell phones, all landlines. <laughs> and if there's going to be landlines, then the phone sex has to be better. All right. It's a clear I mean, connection. I can't disagree. The guy sends. The guy sends a woman his picture via an email. Yeah. In 2014. Yeah. Not even like, it's so weird. Even yeah. I don't do that anymore. I, I, yeah, it's just like a fax of his balls. He's just standing in front of a printer and it's just a black and white photo of just nuts. So was this, was this a bad movie or was it? It was, a, it was just, it was no, fine. it was just bad. It wasn't yeah. a bad, it wasn't it was right a down the middle. Movie. Oh, so I disagreed. It was terrible. That eh, was right. I love it. I, you hate the ones I like. I know. I, that's I'm, why it's a good. That's why I'm it's a show about the ones you like. I mean, there's some we obviously agree on, but it's like the Siskel and Ebert of the worst movies. Ever it kind made. of is. Yeah, I, that's actually not a bad comparison. And one of us will die young. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite Onion headline ever. Ebert wins. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie we chose for episode 38 is 2001's Hysteria: Colon The Def Leppard Story. Now, <laughs> you almost got a spit take just for the title, which is hilarious. I did not know this was 2001 until I looked it up. You could you couldn't tell, right? No, it could have been last year. I know or that's what's great about the yeah. movies we do. <laughs> so this stars Orlando Seal as Joe Elliott. Oh wow, you, you he's been in a bunch of stuff. Not really <laughs> any starring. Really, roles. you may as well just say there was one star in this movie. Yeah, I mean it's Anthony Michael Hall is the maybe, most famous. Right now we'll two. get there. Uh, he uh, it also stars Tat Wally as Rick <laughs> Allen, also Tat. a bit actor. He but, he was all right. Yeah, he's fine. Like given what, given that cast, he was about, he was probably the best actor. Who, who did he play? I'm sorry, Rick Allen, the drummer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right. 
He also, played him with two arms. Though. They, had right. a, they had a different guy playing with one arm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he was the Rick. They that, cut his arm off the way through the movie. Yeah, he's a method actor. I caught that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> also stars Anthony Michael Hall as Mutt Lang. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. good. That was I, yes. I had forgotten that, and I enjoyed it. Because when I made the trailer for it last episode, I, I just was like, I didn't even bother to look. <laughs> I was like, who are these guys? No one knows. <laughs> he's, of course, in Vacation, 16 Candles, Tom's favorite movie, The Breakfast Club. What? <laughs> I know you hate that. I know oh, you hate I it. I was like, what just happened? Do a whole other episode. Just which on one that. were you mad? <laughs> well, maybe it hits a little close to home because I was the Anthony Michael Hall. Ken, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He's an underwear thief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What else do you have for us, Doctor Mud? Oh, that's it. Do we have enough? Do we have? Well, that's nobody else is in. This okay, movie. I don't know. You seem to you, you act like you had more. Of a no, list. I didn't. There, there was one other person in this movie of note. Who? Amber Valletta. Amber Valletta. Yeah, I, I, I only know her was. name, but I don't know who she is. She played Lorelai. In the movie, she was Steve Clark's girl. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, yeah, she looked kind of familiar. Is she a model. I think she's maybe? famous for being a model. Okay, yeah. I just knew the name. So yeah, I did too. I she didn't. probably did like Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues and things. Right, like yeah. that. it's her only credit. <laughs> a, a VHS tape and Hysteria colon. <laughs> You're right, though. I did know her name, and I didn't know why I knew it. So that yeah, that that does actually track. Did you hide all the uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues in the sailboat you won on uh, remote control? <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's a lot of layers to that story. It's an interesting segue. Yeah, it's a weird way to get into it, but if we, now that we're into it. Um, okay. So do we, have, do we have enough plutonium? Oh, we're dropping it. Oh, we're saving it. Right. Do we have enough plutonium to get us back 18 years? We're going to find out. We're going to a pre-9-11 world. I know. We got to be careful because yeah. you know when we go through that riff, yeah. it's a little shaky. Because yeah. we might know who we might see. <laughs> Mo Atta, your, your, your boy. My boy. What the hell are you guys are talking about? A lot of stuff that we get cut out of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> that we talk about that I'm like... Kyle makes a Muhammad Atta joke almost every podcast. Yeah, just about. <laughs> every time we go back far enough. And then Ken's like, you should probably take that out. So he's probably right. Um, in fact, let me mark that now while I'm thinking about it. Oh, 15 minutes. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. We're going to go all the way back to July 18th, 2001. See, I don't like the new picture because it's diff- it's not as up close. It's not as big, I know. What is the picture usually? Well, it, it's the same picture, but the Huey Lewis graphics aren't in there, and it's like the full yeah. picture of... It was like the whole screen, so it was, like, the it was like a 65-inch of version of that. Them in this diner slash Cape Cod house? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think that's what we settled on. <laughs> the question remains. <sighs> Is there anything more rock and roll? In 1984? Than a Cape Cod diner? I don't think so. (laughs) They're capturing their whole aesthetic. I was going to start talking about it. I realized. (laughs) I think we've exhausted it. We finally stopped talking about it a couple weeks ago after 35 episodes. All right, guys. So we'll start with box office. Uh, we have some. I have some special games to play as well. Uh, so we'll give you five movies. You tell me who finished first the week of July eighteenth, two thousand one. Any pre guessing, Ken? You usually, usually have a guess. Two thousand one, summer two thousand one. Trying to think of that year. American Pie two. Incorrect. Okay. Didn't even chart in that mm. week. So you're. I think that was a May movie. Great job, fuckhead. Or June maybe. Tom, any pre-guessing? You don't have to. I have no idea what was in the theaters in 2001. <laughs> I didn't either until I looked. I know one movie for sure because Ken and I saw it together. <laughs> he could probably guess what it is. Forrest Gump? 
<laughs> had to be what, 94? Yeah, 94. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm in the zone. The Pulp Fiction year. All right, so Final Fantasy, colon, The Spirits Within. Okay. <laughs> AI, Artificial oh, Intelligence. We, we definitely saw that. <laughs> uh, Legally Blonde. The Fast and the Furious. Wow. The it's weird one? to think that that was in the theater in 2001. Yeah. I did not. It's almost 20-year-old franchise. I, it's, it's old as Legally Blonde, which makes no sense to me. Yeah. Or Cats and Dogs. <laughs> Guests always go first. Guess the highest uh, grossing. Is that how we're doing it? Uh, yeah. Number one at the box office. Right, I've never Bafo seen. Bafo I've never seen any of those movies. Before. What? <laughs> Not Okay. Wait a minute. I mean, two of them I get. Fast, or, uh, Cats and Dogs and Final Fantasy. Right. But none of the other three? You've never seen AI? I never saw AI. Uh, Fast and Furious and Legally Blonde? Yeah. No. Well, Legally Blonde is like a lifetime movie, right? No. No, it's, it's a real movie. movie. But I mean, on the big screen. No, it's it's, a, it's like it's a more real movie. Yeah, okay. it's more of a romantic comedy. It's or not, not, it's not something it's that's going to bring me to a movie theater. In other words, that's what I'm saying. So I didn't see that. And yeah. So with the risk of at the risk of boring your audience further, um, I'm gonna, leave that to us. Leave I'm, it to the experts. <laughs> I'm going to say that the the Fast and Furious was the biggest. Okay, movie. that's a great guess. I'll I'll go artificial intelligence. Oh, you're both wrong. Uh, from uh, B to T, AI came in tenth. Oh, so when did that come out? Though? I don't know. Before that, yeah. Or maybe, I feel like you and I saw it later than that. But I, I think we saw it like opening weekend. Did we? God, yeah. that's fucking sad. Wait, did you say it came in tenth? <laughs> yeah, that week. Um, yeah, like, not for the oh, year, okay. for the week. No, that's fine. It's not not its opening week. But, yeah, yeah, but we didn't just name ten movies. No, 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 no. I just I just pick them randomly. Got out of the it. List. Okay. It's for to be inferior. So I may have seen a movie in two thousand one. It's just not on your list. It's just not one of these. <laughs> okay. Uh, at number seven, the Fast and the Furious. Ouch. At number five, Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. <laughs> At number four, Cats and Dogs, and number one, Legally Blonde, right. which I guess is not terribly surprising. No, it was I mean, a pretty big hit. If it opened yeah. that weekend, it, it could have been. I definitely saw it in the theater. I did not. I've never seen But that I was one. also dating a woman in law school, so you know, at okay. that, it made more sense to go sure. see it. Yeah. See, I was married at that point. I didn't have to go see those movies anymore. Right. So, well, fair point. You'd given up. <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying. I don't leave the house. <laughs> Just go into my spankatorium and get on with it. <laughs> Take out my swimsuit edition from 1987. <laughs> Kathy Ireland. Absolute legend. All right, so for TV... Just to be clear, that was your story. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Went to a fugue state and just started saying things <laughs> happened. So for TV, I, rather than do the ratings, that's often boring. How many Def Leppard videos appeared on MTV's top 100 videos of the 1980s? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I know. How many? How many videos? So again, remember, it's not just the popularity of the song, but the videos themselves having some salience, something to say, something, some innovation. I'm going to say two. Two from Ken. Top 100 of the 80s. According to MTV. So you know how they do, they yeah, did like, yeah. I think it was New Year's Eve 1989, they count them down. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, I mean, he's, he's taking off his shoes to count. <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time going higher than two. Mm. Yeah. I mean, well, we should guess what they are. Well, yeah. So I think you, uh, one is, I think, fairly yeah, obvious. Pour yeah, some sugar. Pour on sugar. On pour some sugar on I would say Love Bites is the other one. Oh, okay. My other one was going to be uh, Rock of Ages. Okay, Rock of Ages is not on there. Okay. I think Rock of Ages it might be pre-MTV. <laughs> Honestly. It, it's not pre-MTV. It's no. not? What year no. is it? Listen, youngins. <laughs> this is why you're here. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm being dead Rock, serious. Oh, Rock of Ages, I believe the Pyromania album came out around, I'm going to say 83. Is it that late? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Rock of and Ages. That, and I used to watch that video on MTV all the time. Mm. So. 
Okay. Yeah, my recollection was did that came out like when MTV started, but it, you know, clearly I was three, so who knows. <laughs> so it's Pour Some Sugar on Me came in at number four wow. of the nineteen eighties. Oh. I was shocking. The eighties must have sucked. Oh. Well, well, when I tell you that Bon Jovi had five, that should tell you something. Because <laughs> okay. there's only really one good video out of that whole yeah. group. Wanted Dead or Alive. Obviously. Right. So that was the number four best video of the eighties? Of the eighties. Okay. So we still don't know how many Def Leppard songs are yeah. on this list. Okay? Yeah, tell us. Yeah, because you knew Pour Some Sugar I'm on sorry, me. I'm new. It's all right. I'll lead you through it, buddy. <laughs> Hold my hand. Coming in at number 67, mm-hmm. Love Bites. All right. Wow. Kudos. Amazingly, you did not get these other two, which I'm a little surprised. I have a picture photograph of. Oh, oh really? Photograph. 51. I know. The videos don't... I, I don't remember I, any I of the videos. I just thought they would be all from Hysteria. And number 26, Hysteria. Oh, that song stinks. I know, but like in the videos are just whatever. They're just... Video, they're, they're like not, even pour some sugar me is just a concert video, yeah. right? But at least it's it's the most memorable of those concert right. videos. There's a few of those that are really really good. That's one of them, or the most yeah, like. No, you're right. The, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's, it's like every. Rose, it's not every rose has its thorn, but it's good. Oh, we're gonna be talking some poison later. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, good. The boys from Mechanicsburg, PA. That's right. <laughs> Bonus: How many are on the all-time list of top videos in MTV's history as of 1999? So. Are any Def Leppard videos on the top one. 100 of all time? One. At the end of the century. One. Well, we know it's got to be from that list there, so I can't. Yeah, it's got to be one. I'd say one. Yeah. Pour some sugar on me. Pour some sugar on me. It's like 25. All right. Jeez. Yeah, I know. So it's surprising. Disappointing. Pour some sugar. All right. Now we're going to. I did the other day, by the way, in preparation of this. Oh, good for you. Oh, you just you no. had a you had a bucket. No, <laughs> the, my, my left arm. I just put some sugar. <laughs> Surpri- it was nuts. You know, no turn on. <laughs> I don't get what the hell they're talking about. Uh, all right. Now we're going to play one of my favorite games. Uh, this is not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for this. So we're going to play the Casey Kasem game. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do music. We're going to do first long distance dedication. <laughs> These are hard. And then we're going to do the top five. Okay. Uh, America top 40. July 17th. I think it's July 17th. No, July 21st, right? Yeah, that's the one I want. Is this one. What year? Oh, they're mislabeled. Okay. 2001? Yeah, 2001. Okay. So from this year. So assuming this should be the right video. It's just mislabeled. Wait, we're in 2001? Yep. Okay. Well, guys, I hate to tell you, it's going to happen in a couple months. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta let them know. All right, let me hit my uh, time key here. So thirty eight fifty. So we'll do long distance dedication first. So what I'm going to do is play the intro, and then we're, I'm going to give you a choice of songs that are dedicated. And you have to tell me which one is the correct one. <laughs> it's one of Kenny's favorites, I know. Is it Shy Guys? It's not Shy Guys. On the chart, <laughs> Eve 6? Sure. It was. Yeah. With Here's to the Night. On American Top 40, I'm Casey Kasem. Casey's dentures. Well, now we're up to our long-distance dedication. It's about acceptance, and it comes to us from a teenager who wishes to remain anonymous. And here's what she writes. Dear Casey, I come from a very strict religious family. My father loves us very much, but he's always said that if any of us told him we were homosexual, God. he'd never speak to them again. Oh, boy. He thinks gay people go to hell when they die. <laughs> well, two years ago, my old... You know, I had a long week. I'm going to just try to eat America's Top 40, just relax. I know, entertainment. He made me promise not to tell my father, my mother, or our family. For the next year, 
He was depressed, and he told me he was thinking about suicide. I told him to see a psychiatrist, who told him, you should tell your father. Now, I'll tell you one thing. Dr. Melfi? <laughs> there were two long distance dedications on this episode. The other one is more depressing than this. No. Oh, my. <laughs> How it, is that was possible? Was it the dog dying dedication? If we have time later, we'll play it. <laughs> did he play? Did, he, did it come out of who let the dogs out? <laughs> <laughs> Came out of tub thumping. <laughs> because when you lie to your parents, you become more depressed. Well. Two weeks later, my brother told the family he's gay. Then my father told him something that made my heart stop, to leave the house. That night, my brother packed and left. Now, I communicate with my brother via email and phone. Hotmail. He's doing fine. He's Facts. a guidance counselor. And he has a beautiful apartment. A beautiful but apartment? But I still yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because he's different doesn't mean he's no longer their son. So, what song... <laughs> Does this does the, the the sibling dedicate to their gay brother who's been exiled from their family? The apartment song, bare naked. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about it, but it was too obvious. <laughs> I heard that today. Bon Jovi, always. Oh boy. The Village People, YMCA. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Elton John, Tiny Dancer. Mm-hmm. Madonna, this used to be my playground. <laughs> the deep breath from Kaida. Tom. Deep sigh. What do you think? I'll go with Madonna. I'll go Tiny Dancer. Okay. Casey, when we were younger, my big brother's favorite song was Always by Bon Jovi. <laughs> no. <laughs> please play it for him. And whoever is listening Why? to this dedication should know. I love when it has people, nothing to do yeah. with the actual thing like that they're going me. through, but this when is just his favorite song. Yeah. yeah. When you say something you know, mean to them. Come on, Eileen. His sister. <laughs> it's like, this is why it's so it hard was, to write the fake answers because they're so the real answers are so insane. I my my fake answers were better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well done, guys. All right, or not well done. Yeah. It was awful, terrible job. Well. <laughs> the gay brother being exiled from the family was the least <laughs> depressing long distance dedication of that episode. Wow, it's why I love Casey Kasem. You just there's he no predict. He plows through it. Talk about plowing through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really. <laughs> now you know why though. We freaked out with the fucking dead dog dedication. Like, <laughs> at a certain point, he's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. So, was Nelly an up tempo number? Oh, it was. Way? Yeah. <laughs> oh, ride with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It could not be more up tempo. Clearly, the staff hadn't learned their lesson. I mean, the Saint Lunatics know nothing about <laughs> fantasy. American Top Forty. Okay, so we're gonna do the top five. I'm gonna give you five songs. So get your pens ready. Tom, you got a pen there? You right. know you had to do I work do. today. No, this is the, what are we doing here? So I'm going to give you top five songs. You're going to tell me what their order is, and then we're going to listen to Casey run them down. Okay. All right, so first. Wait, when was this? July 17th, 2001. So the week, oh, of like the, the, week the film came out, and I'm calling it a film. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> the week the telefilm, Hysteria, colon, the Death Harbor story I, I, came out. I love you wrote the date down. You yeah. Does that help it's you? It's helping them. <laughs> you had me at Hysteria, colon. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go Lifehouse. Okay, hanging, hanging on, on a, a moment. moment. <laughs> Never heard of it. Jessica Simpson. Which one? Irresistible. Okay. Maya, Lil Kim, Pink, and others. Mm-hmm. Lady Moulin Marmalade. Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Lady Marmalade. Oh. Uh, who did I didn't do? Uh, Train. Ugh, drops of Jupiter. Of Jupiter. God, this song stinks. And O Town, All or Nothing. Oh, sure. So Not what? Liquid Dreams? <laughs> I, I Sure. So who do you, what do you guys think is number five, Tom? 
He doesn't know Seriously? one of these songs. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna. I've heard Lady Marmalade. Yeah, by, it's by it's LaBelle. it's just yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. a remix. <laughs> but, it's a remake. But uh, I'm just gonna randomly go in the order you read them. Oh so wow, that that's how all right. Going. Sometimes that's right. Sometimes I do do that. That is correct. So um, I'll, I'll say Lifehouse. All, all right. right, I'm gonna go O Town. Ken's going O Town. You're going Lifehouse. Mm-hmm. Yo Box eleven ten Hollywood California nine double o two eight. Or you can email us All right, at Casey, Casey. 1110 at, AOL at AOL.com. Did someone in your family survey. die? Email us. Holding steady here's train with the title oh. track to their gold album, Drops of Jupiter. So number five. Ugh. All right, so we know I can't. Tra- I can't. So we know tra- that's all right. We know train is number five. Mm-hmm. Kenny? <laughs> or, or Tom, you seem to not give a shit. I'm going to go back to Lifehouse. All right, he's going to stick with Lifehouse. Um, Eventually. I'll go Irresistible. Okay. We switch it up. Sorry, it's it's only ten seconds of the song. You know that. You've never heard the song. <laughs> You've never been to a grocery store and or a Marshalls. <laughs> oh yeah, I know this. Oh, yeah, okay. it's the same song. All right. I don't know why that was so loud? Train with drops of train. Name for a locomotive. Number five. I didn't know he was still doing Three this. years ago this week, back in crazy, 1998, right? the number one song on AT40 oh, was Iris this. by the Goo Goo Dolls. Who will have the number one song this we'll week? We're on our way to the answer as the countdown rolls on. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. When I think of the islands, I think of Casey Kasem. <laughs> oh. Oh, he's funky. Urban Flair. AT40 originates in Hollywood, California. All right. And he annoys, he just stretches constantly. It's a four-hour show. Rangers, basketball's Mavericks, football's Cowboys, and oh. soccer. All right, I'm back on, back on track. Dallas, Texas. Who is Here's it? Jessica Simpson oh. with Irresistible. Okay. All right. I mean, technically speaking, Tom, you will have to be right once. That's why I'm, stick to I'm this sticking now. with All this. right, stick with Lifehouse, Ken. Um, O-Town. It's O-Town, Lifehouse, and uh, Moulin Rouge. Moulin, Lady Marmalade. All right. O-Town. I don't remember this song. Yeah, I remember it. I mean, it could be literally anyone. That's Jessica why. Jessica Simpson with Irresistible for the second week in a row. It's survey song number four. I'm Casey Kasem. We're only three hits away resetting. from number one. Always resetting. <laughs> three notches and getting closer to number one. He was squares up his shoulders. Him. Here's O-Town at number three. Oh, he's killing it now. All or nothing. All right, Ken, what's next? Lifehouse or Lady Marmalade? Lifehouse. All right. I forgot how big a hit that Lifehouse oh, yeah, song yeah. was. Do you not want to know what I'm going to say? I don't. <laughs> I'm now you're now you're, it's over, Johnny. From Orlando, Florida, that's O Town with all Get or it? nothing. This week the song climbs O-Town, from number Orlando. six to number three. Coming up, they were started by Anthony Hardaway. As a young girl, O-Face. she was teased Ow. and taunted by her classmates. These days, she has sweet revenge. Oh. She's singing on the number one song in the Oh, USA. there you go. You got it right, Kenny. You got it right so too. Did I. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Lifehouse number two and Lady Marmalade number one. Do you want to hear the story about Maya that he's going to tell? No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. You don't have to. Clearly, I need to listen to more American Top 40. I mean, it, I'll be honest with you, it is worth your time. It is one I'm, of I'm offended things. that some of those songs were in the top five songs. Oh, yeah. I'm offended all of them are. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... 
because apparently you have copious notes for this movie, which I cannot yeah, believe. Yeah, Mr. Mr. F with that. Do I get to keep pages. the pen, by the way? Yeah, you're, you're going to need it. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a Cyberbully's branded pen. <laughs> it's from the past. Yeah. Writes upside down. All right. Let's go. All right. You ready? Know. Yeah, I don't know if I am. You're not enthused, ahead. but I am. I just don't know what to think. It's. I love this. <laughs> Spoiler. I don't know. I don't know what there is to love about it. And I love pieces of shit. <laughs> so we open up in 1984, England, with someone speeding in a Corvette, listening to Rock of Ages, doing cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. Uh, a Rolls Royce pulls up next to them and wants to race. You know, you know, cars that race. Yeah. Okay. So this, I did have a question about this. Is that like part of the story? I've never heard that part before. No, I. So I don't know if that's true or not. Okay. No Maybe that's like his. Right. How he, how, how he explained he, that he basically killed another person or whatever. Correct. And also, yeah. we we immediately are you know we see that this guy's a bit of a douche because he's driving around listening to his own music. Yeah, right. his own. I mean, you don't, we don't know what's Rick Allen yet, but like, he, yeah, no, we do. Pops his own cassette, his own into tape, the, and they're like, oh yeah, getting all well, rocked out. Yeah, but uh, I, again, like what I that's what I didn't like about it is tell us the real story because like I do want to know what happened that maybe day. that is what happened I, if yeah. he's listening to his own tape and racing a Rolls Royce in the English countryside like he was like 19 years old he was very that, young he was, yeah. yeah he may have been young I mean it's not I will, impossible I will say this much for the most part this movie is pretty accurate yes. to what happened like as opposed to another movie <laughs> I know movie, you would know because <laughs> we talked movie, about we talked about Bohemian Rhapsody on the way here. I do have some stuff in here about how it is accurate I will give you that. but this part I wanted to know and it wasn't clear to me it was accurate. well if everything else was accurate why would this be inaccurate because it's a fucking VH1 property. movie. Yeah. And, okay. and Ken, you bring up Bohemian Rhapsody. That's the first line of my notes is that this was Bohemian Rhapsody on a budget. That's yeah. what this yeah. movie was. In a lot of ways, there were... It was, you're right. Yeah. But, but the rock biopics are all like this. Like They don't really complicate the story. They don't really do... like. I didn't like Ray. I didn't like the Johnny Cash one. They were mm-hmm. all... I like I liked the Johnny Cash You're talking Cash about guys and who... And I liked Rocket. These Man. are two guys who are addicted to fucking heroin and wrote amazing music. <laughs> and like those movies are as boring as fucking... It, it's, it's, you it's don't like this. Walk the Line? It's fine. I mean, all it's right. not good. It's way overrated. It, it, the only people like it even remotely better is that they cast really good actors. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, it. the acting is great. No, I know, but yeah. like... That's why Walk Hard is such a funny movie. It does such a good job making fun of those movies. Yeah. Like... <laughs> when, he, when he gets cut in half, <laughs> the doctor's like, "That's got to be the worst cut cut in half I've ever seen in my human body." It's <laughs> uh, fucking brilliant. So the Corvette loses control and crashes off the side of the road, and that's the cold open. So now we're in a working class English town. We get a young Joe Joe Elliott working in a factory. Wait, he, can I can I ask you? Yeah, that? sure. Do you know what working town it was? No. See now the movie that I watched. Was had like Danish subtitles. I watched it in, yeah, we, in Espanol. I watched it Danish as okay, well. Okay, mine had Danish. And so every setting for this film oh, yeah, had was it, like, overwritten. Over it. Yeah. Super, so I have no idea I think where they were from Sheffield. Like, it's somewhere in England. That much I've been able to discern. <laughs> Nailed it. But every, every time they had a setting, well, you didn't See, know See, the one I watched, I watched the Spanish version, and the Spanish subtitles like, went away in time so I could read all this stuff. I'm pretty sure they're from Sheffield, but I can look. Okay. That sounds right. I mean, why not? Um, <laughs> Who's going to call you on it? Yeah, Joel, you think Joel Elliott's going to listen <laughs> but, to this? But Lang's a taskmaster. He'll probably fucking check it out to make sure we yeah. didn't say anything bad about him. He's a notorious asshole. Uh, so is Joel Elliott. Joel Elliott. Well, clearly. Uh, he's struggling to keep up in, in uh, the factory, and he has dreams of becoming a rock star. 
He meets Pete Willis. Joe wants to try out and play guitar, but the band wants him to be the singer. Can I can I just ask you? Yeah. Do you want me to just cut you off every time that I have something to? Yes. That's what I do. Okay. Because yeah. he right. will plow through unless you. I'm going to read. I, this is this is the movie part. So I'm trying to to take everybody on the tour of the movie. So you want me to just shut up until you're done doing that? No. Just say like no. Right, after well, I say his name, and just say well, like. All right. So getting back to Joe Ellis. Yeah. So he's. Before we even get to the factory, you see him in his bedroom at home. Oh, okay. I before, didn't know if that was before or after the yes, factory. So it was before the whistle blows and then yeah. he's got to go run into his job at the spoon factory. <laughs> Is that what it was? Like, yeah. I fucking was like, what are they doing here? <laughs> <laughs> the guy just, he just has a lathe and people are walking around pissed off. Yes. I mean, that was actually the most realistic thing in the movie. He's like, yeah. of course this English town is fucking horseshit yeah. in 1978. Yeah. It's got to be the worst. It's great. You knew he was destined to be a rock star because he failed at the task of carrying things. Yeah, right. He couldn't carry He couldn't carry I like, things. He drops them and the guy's just like, oh, yeah. he's because you fucking, fucking idiot. <laughs> and then he calls him an idiot. He goes, you idiot. I'm like, oh. <laughs> what, you never dropped anything old timer? Like, fuck you. You dropped me spoons. <laughs> but anyway, before you even get there, he you see how hardcore and, you know, quasi-delusional he was. He's sitting in his room. Yeah. It's, you know, it's decorated with rock posters and all that, but he's drawing. He has drawn... A poster yeah. for a Def Leppard live in concert before there was a Def Leppard. He had a fake ticket. Yeah. He had before a fake concert that, ticket. Yeah. He drew, the, bl- the classic blue ones. He drew that was tickets. Actually pretty good. Those he are a drew later, backstage but. passes. Yeah. He had the whole He thing even blew going. himself like a groupie would. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had like a... Like he had like a plastic leopard on his uh, lamp. Like it's like full blown. The, the yeah, that part was good. Did you play like photo hunt with this? No, I, I did too. I lo- I, I wrote <laughs> oh, that. I was pausing, dude. When no, I say I copious notes, I mean copious notes. I like they put out like letterhead <laughs> <laughs> for the desk of Tom Florio. No, that's because I had to do it via email. It's a uh, long story. Oh, you couldn't fax it. <laughs> From his GeoCities account. All right. I'll let that one go. Oh, or, oh all right. First one's free. Don't drop the spoons again, <laughs> asshole. No, I actually did the same thing. I was like, I I found that the most endearing part of the movie. I was like, this feels very realistic to me. Like, he had a dream. Yeah, he really did right. have this dream. Yeah. He was stuck in a shit town working at a factory probably where his dad works. Yeah, it's like, that's a real... No, but that's really what England was like in the 70s. Like, that is... Yeah. Could not be more real. And then he fucking runs into a guy walking home the same day who also wants to be in a band. Yeah. I know. And that was that was for real. I actually checked that out. And yeah. it was a random meeting at the bus stop when he missed the bus. That's how he Interesting. met Pete Willis. Hmm. There you go. Ugly Pete Willis. Uh, So, he, like I said, he meets Pete Willis. Willis. Joe wants to try out and play guitar, but the band wants him to be a singer. I gotta uh, say, that was actually fantastic mediocre guitar playing. Yeah, it was, like yeah, he did you're right. Such a good job being only almost okay. okay. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's not bad, but he's not good. Yeah, I, it was great. Yeah, that, that's that guy. True. I didn't think of that. Until that guy now. was really good. Yeah, but he's. I mean, like, he sings two lines of a Hendrix song, and they're and like, they're like, that, you're it. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, they aren't like you're it. If you watch their faces, they're like. I, I actually wrote down, is he good or bad? I can't tell. <laughs> no, but the reason their faces were like that is because he was auditioning just to be a guitarist. I know. But and so like, they're like, wait a second, he's here to be a guitar player? I think this guy's But even when that. he's like good, because this happens again later when they audition the guitar players, they go, huh. <laughs> and they're like, you're in the, ba- you're in the band, mate. And it's like, what? I thought he, <laughs> you guys be. barely reacted. Yeah, like when Rick Allen's auditioning, right. I was just like, oh, wait, please. is this Rick Allen? Is he good? <laughs> yeah. It must be a Sheffield thing. Yeah, yeah, they're just low key, but but then they get so excited too. Yeah. I don't know what the that really bothered me. That like, if we're supposed to be blown away by this, let us know because it's not because <laughs> listening to it, I'm not like this is. Yeah, awesome. I'm ready for like Randy Rhodes to come in right. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Fucking, <laughs> it's so weird. So there's there's parallel number one with the auditions with like two lines, and he's in the band just like Bohemian Rhapsody. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, true. Yeah. Is that, was that what Freddie Mercury does? I didn't watch that movie. Yeah. Oh, shit. Spoiler alert, man. <laughs> he's in Queen. But he but he lives like a long, fruitful life, right? Yes. He's still alive. Okay. Yeah. Yep. No pun intended with in fruitful. Hearts. <laughs> I didn't intend. So they were trying out band names, and Joe suggests Def, Def Leppard. Well, no. It, well, well, first they say- D-E-A-F. Right. Well, first they go, we're Atomic Mass. That's a great fucking band name. Yeah. For if you're like a, like a pub rock band, Atomic Mass is good. It's sure. Ter- it's a terrible name. You didn't like that? I, Atomic I liked it. Ma- Atomic Mass is your- That sounds like something that would have been in Spinal Tap, like for the name of a heavy metal band. Yeah, but remember, something. Spinal Tap came out after this movie, or after <laughs> this band form. So in 1978, that's not a good band name. Maybe in 1994, it's not a good band name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? You don't think Atomic you, Mass. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel like in 1977, that's a good band name. Okay. You don't have to like it. Listen, the guys in the band agreed with me. That's all, all yeah. important. Yeah. Well, Def no. Leppard's much better. Yeah, they, yeah, they agree. <laughs> Def Leppard. Uh, seriously, I never even really thought about the name of that band until you saw the way it was originally spelled, like a yeah. Def Leppard. Yeah. Why? Kind of a, and that was his dream. Was Leopards aren't known for their hearing. <laughs> right. Def Leppard. God, we could be this or Blind Panther. <laughs> Like what? Uh, I yeah, it's a gangrenous elephant. I just don't understand. Because right, that's what I mean. Atomic Mass is a better name than Def Leppard. I'm sorry, it just is. Okay, that's objective. Can we correct. move on? No, I'm gonna put up a Twitter poll. <laughs> it's now a the stupid. Ba- name. Now the band that is practicing, and Joey, they sound like a punk band. Joey Elliott doesn't want them to be a punk band. He'd rather them be a mediocre '80s hair band. Yeah, what was that? He's like, who hates punk in 1979? <laughs> who's in a rock band in England? Joel. Again, just England. insane. Yeah. And he can barely play guitar. He should love <laughs> I know. No, but I will say this. I I mean, growing up at that time, even though I was kind of young when the punk movement started. What, like 32? <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> no, but I mean, we were into your standard AOR classic no, sure. rock bands. And punk was like... What the hell is this? This is ridiculous. It's you know, this mm-hmm. isn't real music. And it took a while for but were me you in and a, my brother and my friends to come around? Were you in a band? No. Okay. So this, I guess what I'm saying is, well, there's two things here. So one is I'm surprised he didn't like punk. Even if he didn't want to be in a punk band, he could have said like punk is great, but yeah. I thought that was disingenuous. Sure. So but, you had more of like Quincy's attitude towards it. Quincy, Quincy M- M- medical MD. examiner. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 He did not like hardcore. We know that. No. It causes death. Actually, yes, it was murder. Abigail. <laughs> She's what did she take an overdose? They are lousy scapegoats. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you guys may not know this. It's actually in my book manuscript. I write about yeah. the Quincy. I know MD we've episode. talked about this yeah. a million times. He, uh, so the other thing that's happening at this moment, to be fair, is the new wave of British heavy metal. So after Black Sabbath, the stuff of the mm-hmm. early seventies, starting in like seventy six, seventy seven, are all those you know like Judas Priest and those kinds of bands who are coming to the U.S. And bring this other kind of kind, almost like speed metal mm-hmm. that Def Leppard's kind of classified as, even though they're not. But right. that's, but that's what they're playing, right? It's a version of that. So he could have just said, like, we want to be like this, not like yeah, right. the Sex Pistols. We want to be like Judas Priest. Right. I, I don't know. It just seems stupid to me. There was no actual references to other music when they're talking about it. They yeah, say, yeah, yeah. I don't like punk, but they weren't like their influences. He wasn't put on records to listen to or like, this is what I want to sound like. Yeah, you only get into that like when the drummer's auditioning and he yeah. talks about who his favorite drummers are. Right. He's... Yeah, right. That That's literally it. And then yeah. they don't play any other songs by any other bands. <laughs> well, it's a low budget movie. I know, but it's just funny to me. I don't know. For a movie about music and musical influences, it's so focused on the band that they never ever talk about other music that's out or other bands they like. So they're, they're uh, they addition, uh, the guitarist, is this the part where, uh, what's his name? The guitarist. Steve Clark. Steve Clark. Is this the part where they take him in? Sure. Yeah. Or is he already there? 
No, no, no. They, they he, audition he Steve auditions. Clark. Yeah, and, it, and it's almost like you see Joe Elliott has taken over Pete's band right away. Because right. like, Steve auditions and he's just like, Joe's like, you're hired. What's yeah. I mean? That's the moment where, I, where I'm like, is he good? Are, are they bored? Yeah. And then like he's like, Steve Clark, in. I assume, was good when I heard him. Yeah. They, he comes and starts shredding Well, there's up. one person who doesn't think he's good. His dad. Right, oh, yeah. Man. Oh, really? I didn't get that in this I know, movie. really? It's hard to believe. That deserves a long distance oh. dedication. <laughs> but... But that, but Steve Clark, like you know, you see him. He comes in, like you say, he's shredding. Shredding. That I, I actually a lot of wankery. I looked this up. What he actually played at his audition was Freebird. Really? <laughs> yes, and that's what got him the job. Before there was a cliche. I mean, again, <laughs> yeah. that song's what three years old at that point, so it's true. <laughs> I, I yeah, it's a guitar song. Like I kind of get yeah, that. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that middle part is like a yeah. lot of guitar playing. It, it, but it was a lot of guitar wankery. For, <laughs> like it was just like constant. Every time someone's playing, like. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, get it. And they played that fucking Rocks Off song 10 times. Yeah. Did you guys notice how long they were rehearsing? Nine months. Nine months to play one Nine gig. Nine months. Yeah. But Ken, they were getting for that huge gig at the school. Oh, at the yeah, school? At the where they're school. talking about right. the girls? Yeah, that I was, was like, weird. huh? Oh, but again, Rick Allen's like 17. Joe yeah. is probably yeah, 20. And it's like a nowhere town. You're probably allowed to do whatever. So they have a gig at the local school, 1978, the year of mine, Kyle's birth. Wait, but before they even play the gig, it's like it was such an odd scene. They're walking down the street and Joe Elliott's telling the story about like, yeah. oh, I'm with this girl <laughs> and we're getting it on and this is happening and that's happening. And I don't know where like the one guy says, we need to play a gig now. Yeah. It, it, like, it was no okay. reason. We're ready. It was just like, wait. What yeah, they're walking the to the, the pub story? after practicing for nine hours. Like, <laughs> he's telling an amazing story about some woman and then you're right. He just goes, we got to get a gig. It's like, all right. <laughs> you didn't like the story. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, we don't want to rush things. We still need to practice for three more months. Oh, and that Rocksoft song, they, they, that, the people in the movie recorded. So that's actually not the Def Leppard version. It's not Def Leppard. Because there's no Def Leppard version, apparently, that exists. Wow. But it's like, or like, whatever. It was like one of their original songs that maybe has lost the time. Interesting. Which is why I was confused about later in the movie when it sounds kind of like them, but not like them. Yeah. It sounds like lip sync when they're in concert. Right. So, like, the, the music video ones seem accurate but i think there's other times when they're not i think it's actually re-recorded hmm. why would they have to do that just because certain like record labels maybe it might be the difference between the first and second album who owned the music yeah um stuff like that hmm. so one of the guitarists i forgot which one of what it was uh sticks a sock down his pants to make it appear like aren't they in a middle yeah. school yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it did like, look like adults there is there no rock and roll cliche this movie won't I, yeah. right? <laughs> he's sticking the sock down his drawer but it's not fun like that's what i hated about this is that and it's not funny <laughs> <laughs> gets said every episode but it, it really wasn't like for a movie that should have been about fun stuff because they really basically glossed over all the depressing stuff like yeah. well just until the, the end i guess i mean they focused on the arm considering which, they had a good uh, drummer with that lost an arm yeah, right and well, they, they and definitely so the drinking yeah but right. they don't but the guy fucking dies and that's you find out after the movie i know <laughs> spoiler like, alert well, yeah but i mean the the first guitarist too he had like a serious drinking problem and that's which why is why they kick him out but they never Right again, Steve he doesn't Clark come out. back. Yeah, they focus on the positive. So just make it a fun movie then. Like they, why they say they're cursed? <laughs> yeah, then make then have there be an actual curse. Have him like discover like a crypt or something at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> like he goes into the wrong it's room like a with a big leopard head. <laughs> he goes into the wrong the room with the factory. Cursed. It's a leopard like this yeah. with his hands over his ears. <laughs> he's got spoons. He's got spoons over his ears at the factory. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> yeah, like something. I don't know. I just. 
Because they tried to have it both ways, and I thought both ways sucked. Like it wasn't dramatic enough, and it wasn't like mm-hmm. fun enough. They could have been cursed. Right. They could have been cursed by the old dude in the spoon factory. That's what I'm saying. Like that guy is like, and he just he like leaves out to pick up the box. He puts a hex on yeah. him right immediately. <laughs> You'll never be anything, Joe. <laughs> pick up me spoons. <laughs> so this is Def Leppard's first fish of show, and the crowd loves him. Joe Elliott's parents are very supportive, and we're trying to help him get his song on the radio. Seriously, uh, the drummer uh, quits to spend more time with his girlfriend. Uh, Rick, oh. yeah, they were they were like the anti Beatles. They had their Yoko at the very yeah, beginning. beginning. Yeah, right. <laughs> she was she was a piece of work. Uh, Rick Allen. This is where Rick Allen auditions. Uh, some good old fashioned double arm drumming uh, during Rick <laughs> Allen's <laughs> traditional two handed drumming. Yeah. During Rick Allen's audition, uh, band member lights his farts on fire. I was like, right? What is it? At this point, I'm like, I love this. What is this movie? That's what I'm saying. But it's not fun. Like, Why are they setting up as fun? It's not fun at all. I hated it. I loved it. I loved it so much. I didn't even stop it once. I was just, I think I'm in between the two of you. I I didn't hate or love it. It was just okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just okay. I I definitely, it went by quick. I'll give him that. Yeah. But But... for a movie that's covering so many dramatic, tragic things, it felt like they were not important. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- that's what was great about it. It was so goofy. <laughs> and I thought it, it, like, you know, listen, it accomplished the mission. I learned a lot about Def Leppard. What did you <laughs> learn you didn't I know? I hate, oh, I don't like Def Leppard. So I loved, I loved that it was like, I loved how, first of all, how, I guess, I mean, they made a ton of money, like, let's be fair, but like how serious, like, Mutt Lang thought their music was going to be, I guess, and his, like, history. Yeah. yeah. And it obviously isn't. Yeah. He, he says that one line, like, you know, guys, you could be uh, the stone. I have it in here. The, the Rolling oh, Stones. Oh, no, it's like, no, it's, it, it, he's like, you could be you the could be Knack the, the or the Rolling Stones. Yeah, to be honest, I'd rather be the Knack. That's a, the Knack are fantastic. Yeah, well, you know, the longevity. <laughs> Opposed to the Rolling yeah, Stones? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're managing a career, you might, you know. I mean, you know, half those guys are dead in the Knack, but it's fine. And somehow Rolling Stones are all alive. Yeah. I mean, it could be the money. Yeah. Or as Nelly would tell us, it must yeah. be the money. Must be. You don't know who Nelly is, Tom. I know. I've heard of him. But do you know who the St. Lunatics are? <laughs> Can you name one St. Lunatic? St. Lunatic? No. That's like his his band. Albert wow. Pools. <laughs> your band meaning Rick, Rick Ankiel. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. The, that's that's Nelly's band. It's not my band. Oh, yeah, the St. Okay. Lunatics. Rick Ankiel is in there too. <laughs> Throws the drumsticks and he doesn't know where they're going. <laughs> But our guilty. We're going off the rails here. You're, you look confused. I, I don't know if you're serious. Gary not. Templeton. Uh, no, I are, know Gary Templeton. Okay. No, Rick, all right, there we go. No, the St. Lunatics are like uh, Nelly's entourage. Yeah, and okay. then they also rap like Murphy Lee. But where is Rick and Keel coming into this? Oh, he's he played famous for the Cardinals. Because he's from Nelly's from St. Louis. The St. Lunatics. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Carry on. Note okay. to self. Good. <laughs> Um, this will be my final appearance. Now, De- now, Def Lep- now Def Lep is uh, cutting their first demo. We get a montage of people listening to their music and their popularity growing. Uh, they start playing bigger and bigger shows. Uh, Pete, they meet Pete Mensch. He's <laughs> <laughs> a big manager and wants the band to open up for ACDC. And he's so American. Like after all, whole movie. Of oh, British he's not guys. American in real life. No, it's just funny. Like his character, he's just like, "Hello, guys. Yeah, I'm Pete Mensch, American agent." Like, <laughs> I was very put off by him the whole time. He was a terrible actor, and he was very. Yeah. 
forthright. And and I think he had like just heard them play once, and, and he didn't and he's like, like it. He's like, I've got <laughs> no. He acted really disinterested because yeah. he was like blowing Joe Elliott. He was talking off. to this other guy, and then he's like, Yeah, okay. Um, so I'm putting this tour together with ACDC, and I think you guys should be the opening act. Yeah, because where did like, that what? come from? <laughs> yeah, you know ACDC like 12 million selling album they're touring on. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna pick a band we've never heard of and don't know any of the guys. They don't have any music to listen to, but you know, whatever, it's fine. I heard your EP. <laughs> like hey, what? That's how they did things. Back but then. but this is what I didn't like about it too is there's no failing. These movies have to be about failure. You have to fail to succeed. They all have the same trajectory. They hey, never right. fail. Yeah, you're right. The no, guy gets an arm cut off. Doesn't matter. They're now, right is back that in true it. though? Were they just like had no adversity? There's they that, just no, no, they, that's they true. overcome adversity. I think is the what happens in it. You're right. They didn't. Fail. But they were already big when he gets injured. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like but, if he never came back, they're still gajillionaires. Yes, but that's a pretty big adversity for a guy to overcome. Is to, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like you saw, that was never done well, before. Well, they kind of make the movie about him in a way. Yeah, they do start with, and I think what everybody wants to know about is the story of the arm. Because yeah. in 2001, we probably know that it happened. We don't really know a lot about it. Right. And that when that when that happened, like, you know, you already cut off his arm or that his arm got cut off. When they came back and they were saying, he's still going to be in the band, he's played like... Like we at like, the time, yeah, we were like, "What are you kidding me?" Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that's what this band has come to. It's going to be just some kind of a freak show that you know, a one-armed drummer. Like, and then they came back and had their biggest album ever. So, yeah, let that be a lesson. I Don't guess. take career advice. But for a movie, <laughs> <laughs> but for a movie that had not a lot happened, it seemed to me they should have failed somewhere early on. It should have been like that. That first gig sucked, or yeah. the agent saw him was like, "No," but then he came back. Like something. They just literally are good for the first moment. Maybe that's how it happened. There's no way. There's no way. They're know. fucking Sheffield. Hey, Who the fuck is in Sheffield scouting bands? <laughs> Pete Mench. Yeah, yeah. Pete, Pete Mench, American Pete Mench. agent. <sighs> All right, so now uh, we're in January 1980. The band is doing a photo shoot. They found out they're going on an American tour. Uh, we're in sunny California. The band is touring. Def Lep is rocking out. You saw how in the, at that photo shoot, Pete was all pissed off about having to stand in the back. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, he's so. Like, yeah, this he realizes he's not the his band. band. Not, not Pete Mensch. No. no, Pete Willis. This is his band, and now he's just like you stand back. He was kind of like the like Andy Taylor in Duran Duran, yeah. like the ugly one that they <laughs> yeah, never right. gets shown in well, the right. videos. Uh, to be fair, the, the guys at Duran Duran are all like models. Com- yeah. I mean, the guys at Def Leppard are not that good looking. No, no, not really. They're not. But, but he was the ugliest <laughs> but, of five not great he, looking guys. Yeah, <laughs> and if you if you've ever seen pictures of him, you know why he wore his hair long? Because if you saw pictures of him like with his short hair, he's got ears like. Teacup saucers. Oh, like, really? They are huge. He's the ears. opposite of a deaf leopard. <laughs> he's he's on the cover of the album, like like in like kiss makeup as the as the cat. <laughs> Again, like I, uh, I this movie really bothered me with the music too, the, the contextualization. Anyway. I was just thinking about it. they don't talk about kids. I, I just love they don't talk about up. ACDC. They don't talk like they're going on toward ACDC. You know what? They, the Back of Black album, no produced it. <laughs> Mutt fucking Lang, yeah. and they don't even talk about it. It's yeah. so strange. They just act like he goes calls them up one day, like you guys should produce your album. No, but he he <sighs> calls them up and he's like, you know, hi, my name's Mutt Lang. He's like, you know, do you know who I am or something? And I might be remembering this wrong, but Joe's like, what are you kidding me? Like Judas Priest, ACDC, this like he's rattling yeah, off I names. Know. Like he knows his whole history yeah. of who Mutt Lang has produced. But it just seemed weird to me. They went on to our ACDC, who he had just produced to like a gajillion selling album, and then they act like it just like that should have been the connection. I don't know why it was. Yeah, you would think they would have met Mutt Lang on the tour, right? Not or that so, they take, not that the producer. That should have been their break. 
I would have liked to see Angus in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, right. Again. Just why walking not around. Have, like, we already have... School uniform. Exactly. Like, how funny would that have been? Mooning the audience. Because that was the other thing about this movie. It's so cheap. You're never outside. Oh, it, it is. You're never, ever outside. <laughs> there are one studio yeah. set, and they just keep changing the room, Yeah, and that's it. Well, to be fair, the, the car accident happened outside. Yeah. They spent all their money... <laughs> that's on all car. green screen. Yeah. It's like Tommy was out. I guarantee all the money went to the Corvette and pour some they sugar bought a, They bought that's a Corvette. It. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Did they didn't you notice... <laughs> When he drops the hammer on the Corvette, how fast it went? 88 miles an hour. 88 miles an I hour. Because yeah. <laughs> you're a loser, too. Yeah, of course. And, and like, it, I, okay. So was it stick or was it automatic? Because at first it looked automatic, and then he like, I think drops it was, the hammer. I think it was manual. Because he was not shifting at all the whole thing, and then all of a sudden well, he's Well, like, he was busy putting his tape in. Right, doing <laughs> coke. <laughs> he was preparing for life with one arm, so he couldn't do both. <laughs> Jeez. I really wanted a moment in the movie where he is at the drum set and he looks down and sees his arm and then it kind of fades away. <laughs> oh, like Back to the Future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I sincerely thought it was going to happen because he cause there is like because he has that dream about having his arm back right when it's it, sewed back on right. But the, yeah, I just wanted like a real life moment where he just looks down and it's like <laughs> like when Yoda dies or whatever you know he just fades. <laughs> <laughs> his arm just talks. To him. Don't worry, Rick. It'll be all right. <laughs> Why is it? Why is it going like this? Because it's his arm. It's talking. Oh, okay. How else would his arm talk? <laughs> you want it through here? Like yeah. Here? Right on the stump part. Like this. Right. Yeah. It looks like a fucking goose. Like the the salt bag guy. <laughs> uh, and you right. see him when they when they come back off the plane from that tour. How they're they're like. Steve Clark is wearing snorkel gear. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Flippers. Like, was he on the plane? Because they're a cool rock band. Yeah. yeah, one's carrying a surfboard. Like, did they fly in coach or would, like was this a private? Plane? Yeah, were they chartered? <laughs> well, they were on the ECDC. I think they were in the back and black. But they, they were just oh, when they flying back to England. Back to England. England. So, England. Yeah. They were going to Australia. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they took a boat. Took <laughs> <laughs> a cruise, and he did some snorkeling. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. He was, he, he was tethered to the boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he drinks. Like the, the, the cruise ship was a was a tugboat for yeah, Steve Clark. Exactly. I just again like this felt like all missed opportunities. I want to see them on tour at ACDC with ACDC. Like that's what's funny to me is older bands razzing younger bands. Like that was the yeah, whole right, thing is right. you go on the road and you get like it, it's hazing. I don't know. It just it, it killed me. So they're they're back in England. Uh they're getting back England. England. <laughs> They're getting bad reviews in the papers. Joe Elliott wants to prove them all. I, don't, I keep saying Joe Elliott. <laughs> How many are there? I don't know. Wants to prove them all wrong. Mutt Lang calls, who's a big record producer, like we were talking about before. Uh, we're back, and he says, st- "Don't read the reviews. You guys are great." Yeah. yeah, and those those reviews, like that, that was for real. Like they, when they came Scathing. back, when they came back to England, they played some festival or concert or something. And <laughs> from what I read, if I can trust Wikipedia, people okay. were throwing. Beer bottles filled with urine oh, at them that's onto nice. the stage. Like, yeah, they were just like, because basically, really? yeah, you guys abandoned us and you're all about America now. And well, sense went after the money. I got no sense of their investment in Def Leppard, by the way. Yeah, why? Yeah, like I, th- that's an interesting anecdote to have in the movie. Yeah, like I want to see that. Why are they throwing <laughs> piss at us? <laughs> <laughs> Show us, right? I want to see it. That's commitment. Again, I mean, that's I, a good failing moment, right? Like you go down, you go up. Like as a fan, I don't even boo, let alone pee in a bottle in the floor. Yeah, yeah, but like, England, England in the eighties or the seventies. I mean, yeah, they're all angry. Sounds yeah. like they had a punk rock. Never sunny. They, right, that's what I mean. I was like, <laughs> that's a punk rock thing to do, actually. So uh, we're back in the studio. Mutt Lang is driving the ship and runs it tight. He is the chillest. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Record produced like I've ever. Well, that's why he's so effective, Tom. He was just like so calm and. But that's the thing about it is he's not. He's known as one of the biggest taskmaster assholes of all time. Like like play it again, play it again. Yeah, I know they show him, but like the the bands, all the bands revolt against Anthony Michael Hall's interpretation wasn't uh, correct. Yeah, I mean because he's whatever Dutch or whatever, so they he had. I think that maybe comes off that way. But this is before Shania Twain. Yeah, well, we're gonna get mm. into that. Don't worry. Sorry, don't I don't you, know anything no. about Mutt Lang. He's, he so. was married to Michelle Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, Rick Allen's a real hothead and wants to fight Mutt with one hand tied behind his back. I'm sorry, I have a lot of <laughs> one arm jokes written here. <laughs> there was a couple weird moments in this movie too, where they did like visual effects. Did you notice this? Like there were a couple slow mo's oh, yeah, yeah. just out of nowhere. He'd be like, Ugh. or like, um, like strobe light effects. Yeah. I was like, I wrote, was there a nuclear explosion? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're in the studio, and suddenly it just goes. <laughs> and it's the only time it happens in the entire movie. It's so. One weird. more time, how it goes. <laughs> uh, now our boy, the dance from. Uh, Oh, uh, uh, can't buy me love. Yeah, can't buy me love. Thank you. Uh, now our boys are getting better, and we're cutting, bringing on the heartbreak, which uh, is like their best song. You think so? Okay, that, that's what introduced me to the band. I was Interesting. Actually, I was actually into them back in the day until I could see it until Hysteria. Really? Oh, okay. I know some people who felt that way because they thought they were going to be. I like a one new wave of British I, heavy metal. I, band I only like than... one Def Leppard song. We'll get there. Uh, Mutt Lang tells. Let's get rocked. Yep. Uh, <laughs> go mow the lawn. I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah. god. I love Adrenalize. Don't shoot. <laughs> oh my. God. <laughs> Don't shoot shotgun. Is that the song? Oh, what? <laughs> That's on Hysteria. Oh Don't shoot shotguns. Oh, God. They're <laughs> the awful. deep cuts. Uh, Mutt Lang tells them they could be the, here we were talking about before, they could be the Rolling Stones, they could be the Knack. Uh, now they're touring again, playing their new album. We're backstage, and uh, Pete Willis is drinking too much. Joe wants to kick him out of the band, and the band just is like, all right. Yeah, yeah sure. And that was when he leaves the room. That is the wimpiest wall punch I've ever seen. Like when he says, "Oh yeah," out, he walks out of the room and punches the wall. But it's like he taps it because he's, he's so <laughs> drunk. <laughs> can't even he muster can't the even energy. He's so up. drunk. <laughs> uh, so uh, again, we're just like on an upwards. We're just going up. Nothing, yep. There you go. Nothing in your way. Uh, now they're in the hunt for another guitarist and find one immediately. The club they're drinking at. Like, were they going there to find to see to scout him, or were they just there and they're no, like, they were, "Ah, we'll take that it guy." It seemed coincidental. No, they were just at the bar. Yeah. Now, what's that guy's name? You, you would uh, know that. Phil Collin. Okay. Well, that's easy. And don't call to... him Phil Collins. I'm like, sure he'll get upset. <laughs> like uh, Joe Elliott. Joe Elliott. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what it was, but. Th- both Phil Collin and Rick Allen in this movie—they look like hobbits. Yeah, they do. I totally You're right. thought that they were freaky looking little. I guys. just think I think that was actually good casting. Those guys are not good looking. And <laughs> See, I, I think most people I from Britain Phil look Collin like looks like the guy because I only know him from the Pour Some Sugar on Me video. Yeah. he looks like him. I thought he did look like him. Yeah. But he's, he's not, neither guy is good looking. No. <laughs> uh, now they're recording again. They're recording photograph, which is the only good Def Leppard song. And, oh, okay. and again, because they <laughs> well, paid, I, I do like the song. They paid for the music, so we get the whole yeah. song, too, by the way. We get literally four minutes. I wrote that in one of these. I'm like, they're literally playing the whole song. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. in the concert. So we got four that, versions that of... Was, yeah, at the end. Rock, whatever, Rocks Off, we get the whole thing. We get almost all Pour Some Sugar, I mean, all a photograph. And Bring It On The Heartache, actually, too. We hear more than once. Yes. Yep. So there's probably 10 minutes of the movie just pure just music. Pure, just like yeah. videos. Because that's when that's when Pete wanders off stage to oh, drink, that's right. yeah, during yeah, yeah. Bringing on the Heart. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, yeah. Joelia goes he's after him. there shrinking. <laughs> but this is what I mean. They they had time to use to do other stuff, and they didn't. Yeah, they'd rather just play the whole song. Like, we paid it? for this song. Yeah, we're, we're rolling it. We call that filler in the movie. Yes. Right, but I wanted to see some other stuff like go on. I don't know. 
Maybe nothing else happened besides those besides the drinking and his arm falling. Then the Def Leppard story sucks. It's not hysteria at all. No, it's not. Okay, <laughs> it's not. It's not mass hysteria. It is not. Kind. No, <laughs> I, I barely see a person get excited the whole movie. Even a guy plays a shredded guitar solo, they go, eh, "Yeah, it's fine." Uh, now we're in 1983, and Pyromania comes out. The reviews in the paper are good now. Rick Allen says he's going to buy a fastest Corvette Detroit makes. Maybe not the best <laughs> idea. No, I mean it sounded like a good idea. Huh. So our leps are filming a video, and uh, Joe has his Diamond Dave locks in full effect. Yeah, we're, we get the real Joe Elliott that we all know. We, yeah. the, or the whole Joe yeah. Elliott of the movie before that. Did you is, notice he they, even does the split jump like yeah. Diamond Dave? Yeah, but they did skip over the mullet phase. There was, <laughs> Joe Elliott had a really bad mullet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all did. And, like, and all, you just see him go from like yeah, the short hair to the full-blown. Right, right. Not the in-between stage. Yeah. This is Leopard's main. This is my next, my next note. They literally play the whole photograph song intro scene, just filling time. <laughs> yeah. I, this is where my notes basically stop. I only have like yeah, I three more always, notes. You always make it to like 40, the minute 40 of the movie. Because like I, I'm so bored. I'm so mad. <laughs> Grab a sandwich, folks. Yeah, it was truly... Uh, we're post-concert and girls are flashing them. They're partying like rock stars. Now our boys are back in England. Uh, we're back at our cold open with Rick Allen's car wreck. Rick was thrown from the car. His arm is missing. He gets rushed to the hospital and it's touch and go. Now the part where his arm I, I loved gets it. ripped off, like they don't, you don't know where it is. It's and like greatest. So bystanders are coming off the road where there's nobody driving on that road. Yeah, ever, well, just the anyway. guy he was racing. Yeah. Yeah, and the guy like looks at. It reminded me of the wraith that scene. You know what it reminded me of is when Obi Wan Kenobi cuts off the arm in a uh, most Eisley. Yeah, because they just show the arm laying there. Yeah, and then the guy sees the, He sees the. He sees the arm, and it's like in a leather. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. So we've got your low budget TV movie. So you don't actually see anything with the arm coming. No, off. no, no. You, you just see <laughs> a car tumble, yeah. and then. Like they were somehow, this is not a convertible. They were thrown, thrown from, from the, the car. car. The windshield isn't broken. They must have just both gone out the side yeah. window. But the reason his arm got cut off is because he had a seatbelt on. So that's weird that he got thrown from the car. I oh, mean, really? Yeah, that was what happened. See, I mean, again, oh, no kidding. And we don't even learn that from the fucking movie yeah. where we see him in the hospital yeah. for, I don't know, 40 minutes. The oh, car wow. crashes and it's it was like the scene from Carnival of Souls. Like you see the woman walking. I didn't know if she was dead or not. Like she just. Right. I didn't even know who that was. I was like, wandered. is that a farm? <laughs> and then, no. And, and so she's wandering. She's like, Rick, Rick. She finds him. And then the two people come running from yeah, across right. the like, field. Yeah, right. Like what the fuck just happened? And then the most polite. Yeah. Off-duty police officer comes down. I wrote down his line. <laughs> now, you got this scene. A guy's arm was ripped off. I don't know that he knows it yet. But, you know, <laughs> the guy comes running down and he says. I'm an off-duty policeman. May I be of some assistance? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Do you see the smoldering fire <laughs> and limbs and, and, strewn about? Maybe you so, can call someone? And the random lady is giving him orders. She goes, you know, you yes, call, please call, call an ambulance one. right yeah. away. And then the guy buggers off to yeah. go call the ambulance. And she's like patting Rick's stump. Oh, that's not even bleeding? Yeah, mean? it's not bleeding. And she's just patting it with a hanky. I mean, yeah, <laughs> and he's not reacting. No. He's like, oh. Yeah, he was just in a daze. He was in shock. I mean, he was, he was on a lot of cocaine. That's true. <laughs> so who knows? I mean, maybe so he, he, really, got, he cut, so got cut off from that the was, seat belt. Well, I, that was my understanding I mean, of the story, sense. but that I don't sounds, know. That sounds familiar. That's what I remember. Like, how else could it really happen? Well, I mean, where would I look to answer this question? Oh, the story of Death Leopard, maybe, that begins and, and ends with his fucking arm getting cut off? <laughs> so fucking stupid they don't tell you that? Uh, because otherwise, why aren't they dead? Because they're wearing seat belts, right? Hmm? Did they actually show? Uh, I'll pull it up. Go ahead. No, no, they're not. I can't I, imagine see, I they wore they're not. Who, nobody wore seatbelts back then. Right. Especially, especially, a, rock especially a rock star. Well, then how the fuck did your arm get cut off when you left? I don't know. Well, the, the car tumbled, so anything. I mean, did he really, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't, like, sliced like the, with a meat slicer, like they showed it. Maybe she did it. How did she do it? 
I don't know. If they have any like videotape, they can go back and watch and see if she did something beforehand. Yeah, maybe. All right, let's. Movies that rock. Well, I, I guess four songs in their entirety. The policeman comes in at 44 minutes and 30 minutes. I just want to see if he actually, we can see whether he has. Heat seatbelt. Yeah, you're right. Oh, wait, yeah, and she does too. All right, so. So it probably rolls and they fall out of it, but that's just the beginning. Okay. I just wanted, I just wanted to say, but that was, yeah, you're right. That was the story I always heard of. The urban legend of it was the, the seatbelt cut it off. Cause that's what people be like, well, I don't, I'm not going to wear a seatbelt. I don't want my arm to get cut off. Oh, like Rick Allen. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So <laughs> I don't want to learn to do my job with my feet. It's good to see that they were so safety conscious with the seatbelts as they're snorting Coke yeah, and speeding right. down the road. Yeah. Well, if you're good to do Coke, wear your seatbelt. <laughs> Duh. What other ways are to do Coke? That's one to grow on. G.I. <laughs> <like G>. Cho. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Are we back at our cold open? Uh, Rick was thrown from the car. His arm is missing. He gets rushed to the hospital. It's touch and go. They try to reattach his arm, which I didn't know they tried to do that. I mean, it makes sense, but uh, the doctor tells the band a lot of what heals is keeping up the spirits. Uh, keeping up the spirits, Joy. It says done. He's like oh. done, <laughs> and then the band the band immediately goes to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so his seatbelt was improperly fastened. So he maybe, maybe did one of those behind him. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And it came forward and sliced. Uh-huh. When I slice, I slice like a hammer. <laughs> The greatest oh quote God. ever. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, th- 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 sorry. <laughs> Joe, call, Joe, call back Joe Elliott that. wants to get back in the studio without Rick, but the rest of the band disagrees. Now that they end up going back to the studio without Rick, Alan recording, starting to record Pour Some Sugar on Me. The boys are falling apart, drinking too much, arguing with each other. Here's your adversity. Yeah, finally. We're, we're, they're already multi-millionaires. <laughs> the yeah. guy can blow, what was it, 20,000 20, pounds on a watch and like yeah. not even think about it? Yeah, that guy was in rough shape. Yeah, and to his credit, turns out, I'm not going to drink anymore. The other yeah. guy's like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Let's keep drinking. My so, dad doesn't love me. We Let's all keep have drinking. that one friend. <laughs> so the, uh, the guitarists are hanging out with two models. I mean, is this really the story really necessary where they like, go out with the models and like, who uh, cares? That was, you know, that was well, no, she because she marries her, though. No, right? I know, but how they how they set it up was like, oh, yeah, we didn't need I was that. just like, who They're just filling time. Well, we got American agent Peter Mench had to set it up. <laughs> Hey, I want you to go out with my model friends. Amber Valletta. He's like, okay. He's like, do me a solid while I drive you home and you vomit <laughs> in my car. So they end up having to amputate Rick's arm. And uh, of course, he's afraid he'll never play again. Rick tells the band that he thinks he can play again. Uh, the, the one uh, Phil Collin wants to quit drinking, but Steve Clark doesn't want to. Rick starts doing his own physical therapy, <laughs> training himself how to play with one arm. <laughs> The band comes to the hospital to help him train. It was really like Bad News Bears. It, it was. It just, it, <laughs> it, it, it felt like a comedy. And you're yeah. like, it's not funny. <laughs> like this poor bastard, like fighting for his life, wants to play again. And yet here we are. Uh, Rick's finally ready to, uh, oh, sorry. Rick's uh, finally ready to try out for the band again. He struggles, but all he needs is some practice. Steve vis- visits Rick at Rick's house and, Rick, and Steve starts to cough up blood from drinking. Mutt makes an appearance. Yeah, what a time to fucking collapse on the ground when you're when you're at your one heart friend's house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like kinda I'm not got, saying you couldn't help him, but kind of got my own thing to deal with here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like he, he played a wicked drum solo. Like, he, yeah. grabbed, he grabbed the other arm, tried to scoop him up. <laughs> he pushed him against the wall real hard and like. <laughs> 
Mutt makes an appearance to help the boys finish the record. <laughs> He's out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. He, he wants them to top the sales of Thriller. Did you love that? Yeah. yeah. And he and I love how he the comes hubris. in. He says like, you know, he's all right, he's back in the fold and he's like uh, you guys better get ready because we're going to be playing a festival in however many. Yeah, that was weeks. crazy. And I'm, I'm saying, you're a record producer, man. That's you're right. booking gigs. Yeah, you're not a manager. Where's Peter Mensch? Stay in yeah, what's Mensch doing? <sighs> not a mention that episode. No. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's like what? It was that like Live Aid? Where were they playing? No, it was like the, uh, Donnington Rock. Oh, festival the, yeah, or yeah, something. that, that was Monsters of Rock. No, yeah, it was before things. Yeah, before that, but yeah, yeah, Donnington was. So Steve is in rehab from alcoholism. His liver is damaged. Uh, his blood alcohol level was higher than John Bonham's at the time of John Bonham's death. I thought Who's, that was interesting. It is because John Bonham's an enormous man, though. Right. So, you know. and, and I love how, like, you know, the nurse in the hospital, how, you know, she's shown to be this prim and proper one. Yeah. You know, she doesn't know the name of Led Zeppelin. She doesn't know Led Zeppelin, but she knows John Bonham. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. You know, That's yeah, true. Yeah. John Bonham, that drummer from Led Zeppelin. Yeah, right. Joe Elliott, the whole movie, <laughs> he was always quick to jump in with the band names. Like, you know, yeah, because he was like the one who was like the, the cool one or the hip one. Yeah, he except he music. wasn't. He, his whole life was music. Was I don't like him either. He's a loser. I, I can't stand him. Fucking turd. I agree. Uh, they get Steve to go to rehab. They're trying to get him ready for the big stadium tour. Uh, why is Joe still driving a Volvo in this movie? Yeah, I thought that was still. He's like, why did they borrow his car like a Volvo station wagon? Yeah, <laughs> there's no explanation. Is he married? Does he have kids? No. Is he just like safe cars after the the arm thing? Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, Joel goes to visit Sabri, or, or yeah, he goes to visit Steve at rehab, but Steve isn't there. Rick finds him at the bar and drags him out of there. Uh, it's finally the night of the big show. The Leps, of course, rock the house with pour some sugar on me. Uh, we get some credits at the end. Uh, well, you're we forgetting the model. Yeah, she yeah. really pushes them. He pushes yeah. them hard to quit drinking. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Doesn't really. Well, I just thought it was a weird scene where he's like, "Well, you're not like other models." Because she asked you questions about yourself, like I was trying to I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I guess I guess the groupie type that are just backstage for one. Yeah, she's not dumb like everybody says. <sighs> Fair enough. Uh, but that 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 the concert. Yeah. Um, number one was like the that was another parallel I saw with Bohemian Rhapsody in that. As you like say, the they played yeah. the entire song. Oh, yeah. So we got the entire song for that final triumphant return yeah, concert. Pour some sugar on me. Yeah. Now, before the concert, when they're backstage, right? So, you know, they have this scene with like, you know, everybody's nervous because it's the first time back in a while. And uh, what's his name? He's twirling his drumstick. Rick Allen. Yeah. yeah. He drops the drum and it's like the needle scratched like, the record. Why? Yeah, everybody, like, who cares? everybody turns around like, <gasps> I, I wish he had picked it up with his foot. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that and, and thrown it at them. Like, yeah, she's like, uh, there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna play like this. <laughs> or if he, it would be even funnier if he, if he truly came in with like a drumstick taped to his feet. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna play like this today, guys. <laughs> I, if I ever tell you, Ken, about um, my dad, my dad lived. With, so stop me when you've heard this story. I, yeah, I think you've told me. The, the handyman with no with no arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my dad. So my dad. So before we when we uh, moved up to North Jersey, my dad got was employed before we moved, and so he was staying in like a boarding house, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> I know, it's insane. And at the boarding house, the the super uh, had no arms, <laughs> so he he literally drove, did everything with his feet, smoked wow. cigarettes, used screwdrivers, like <laughs> amazing. See, see, you're laughing, but I find that inspiration. It was fascinating. <laughs> but my dad, like, what was funny about it is my dad, like, I didn't find out this until like. I don't know, 20 years after it happened. Like, he just didn't even occur to him that it was interesting. Wow. It's so, it's so John right. he's like, He's like, oh, yeah, I need to go to the post office. He would, he drove me one day because my car was in the shop. I was like, all right. Wow. The guy with no arms, like, <laughs> bury the lead here. 
He's like, he used to be in some band. Uh, what was it? Blind Panther? No. <laughs> So wait a second. He drove with his feet, yeah. like the steering wheel with his yeah. feet, and then like he used the gas and the brake with his feet. How it, did that work? I don't know. He did it. <laughs> it's the Wild West, the '80s. Yeah, I guess as long as your destination is a straight line. Yeah. Then like he doesn't need to steer his. I mean, how does he signal? <laughs> it's, that's why I said it's a straight line. He just screams he, out the window. He doesn't need to signal. He doesn't need to steer. <laughs> he he just like uses this. the other ones. Yeah, yeah. He does like bike signals. Yeah. So we get some credits at the end. We find out Steve Clark died in 1991 from alcoholism. Yeah, I wrote, before that happened, I go, we're just skipping Steve's death. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember that being a big deal. Bohemian Rhapsody skips Freddy's. Yeah. They, they cut that. They cut it off at the triumphant return. But everybody knows Freddie Mercury dies. I don't, I think if you're watching. The I didn't Leopard know Steve Story, Clark. Right. Died. I was going to oh, say, because no, like, no. that was a huge deal. When I knew they, that, yeah. Yeah. Because Vivian Campbell is like a studio musician who they brought in. He was, he's a good player, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. Plays on a bunch of stuff, but anyway, hmm. no one cares. He's with Dio. Yeah, he played on Holy Diver. Mm-hmm. He, All right, nerds. most of Holy. It, it, he toured Holy Diver. I don't know if he played in the album. It was a name that stood out because Vivian for a guy. Vivian, you know? yeah, yeah Viv, Viv Campbell. Sure, like Liv Campbell. Uh, and that brings us to the end of Hysteria: Colon the Def Leppard story. The only thing that was missing at the end was you needed a shot of Mutt Lang, like either side stage or in the audience, Just like smiling this. and yeah, with Shania Twain. Like I wanted to wrap up his story, <laughs> his arc. <laughs> Canadian songstress with Steve's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Peter Mitch is just like, oh. yeah. it's being yeah, we, American. We got no closure. Yeah, he's just drinking a Budweiser. He's an <laughs> yeah. American flag shirt. Jorts on, <laughs> saluting. So, uh, gentlemen, on a scale of one to five bottles of peroxide, what do you guys? Oh, give I thought this we one? loved some sugar. I was ready. I, yeah, you know, I used that joke earlier and want to double up on it. That's fair. Uh-huh. How many? How many? How many spoons? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Got it, Tommy. I'll let you go first. I don't know. Out of five. Good. Three. Three? Oh. See, I I really like this one. Wow. I I think you're on tilt. You've been so mad lately, Adam, that you yeah, wanted maybe. it to be better than I don't this. know. Like I thought it like I for some reason I really enjoyed the goofiness of it. And like maybe it was like you were saying, like for a movie that's has serious stuff happen, they like make it fun and right. like or try to make it like almost like a comedy at times. Yeah, it was like that movie about the Holocaust where Robin Williams is a clown. It's like the clowning should be like the least important part of this movie. Like, <laughs> what it's about movie was that? Jacob the Clown. It's, oh. it's apparently based on a true story, but it's I, like I thought it was Patch Adams you're talking about. Well, we, got- but same thing, right? Like he goes around to like you know, yeah, cancer kids, and like it's funny. It's not funny. This is a story. Anyway, whatever. It's fine. I, I'll it's give it a three fun. and a half. I it, liked it. It should have been sillier or more depressing. I thought it oh. was pretty silly. But you liked it more than me, so my three sounds high. Yeah. All right, two and a half. I don't know. Are the votes locked in? I think it's Jacob the Liar, that movie. Yeah, sorry. You're right. Jacob the Liar. <laughs> Jacob <right>. the Cloud. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I'd rather see Jacob the Cloud. Well, I, I was confusing with the, the famous Jerry Lewis movie, The, yes, the Day the Cloud the day Cried. The cloud cried yeah, yeah, which I still want to see. But um, You win the rest of the world. Yeah. Well, the, apparently there's still the copies in Hollywood are passed around. I gotta go one and a half. Oh, really? That bad? Okay. Yeah. Just not. Yeah. Not worth your time. Okay. I liked it. All right. Interesting. I, I feel like like if you're gonna watch one of these, you might as well go to like the Partridge Family one they made mm-hmm. around the same time. Like ones that there's like there's really nothing at stake. Basically, no one really dies. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if it's because like I'm I, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of Death Lover. So I don't know if it was like I had no. Uh, I wasn't invested in like it being accurate or being right anything. I could just go along with it, and it was accurate. Yeah, really I will give him that. I mean, it was mostly accurate. I just, yeah. <laughs> Except for no blood when your arm was cut Yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> and only three sets. But otherwise, <laughs> like the school where they play the school and their opening for ACDC is the same stage. Like, come on. And they showed a palm tree when they were in California. Yeah, right. Great. Oh, and, and the front of Jack Murphy Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that location I saw. The Murph. 
<laughs> Great. Tony Gwynn was at the show. Tony Gwynn was at the show. Get a San Diego chicken yeah. in the front row. That's how we do. Like, like, like you knew they hit the big time. They played Jack Murphy. Right. Like, the, 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 who's that for? That's for us. That's for like four people who's gonna, who are going to know that that's the real place. Oh, Jesus Christ. If they were at the Astro, that would have been interesting. <laughs> San Diego chicken. Right. Like, uh, he, he went up on stage and he smashed an egg on Joyo's forehead. <laughs> I saw the Philly fanatic go down on Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got that two. Morgana ran up on the stage. Oh, the kissing bandit. Yeah, I, I miss those days when you just run on the field and just kiss people, burn a flag. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, all right, what else you got for us? I, I, I lived for Morgana highlights, and not sure. just not just she was chesty. It was just fun. It was just pure fun. Yeah. And the, the players liked it. I'm sure of she was psychotic. They did. Well, yeah. Well, she's probably crazy. Let's you know. There was um, one final parallel that I had. Yeah, sure. Go for it. And that was that in both of these movies, the bass player didn't even need to be in it. Like, Yeah. Rick, who Rick was Sa- the bass player? Rick Savage. Rick Savage is the oh, bass player. Oh, that's right. He's hardly in it. He's yeah. got the best name of the whole group. Yeah. and But he had nothing interesting happen to him or about him. Like at least every other member, there was something at yeah, some Yeah. He could have like stood he up just for Rick Allen around. or something. Yeah. He was just there. I don't care. Rick Savage is a great porn name. <laughs> right? Yeah. You don't, you don't watch that movie? Rick Savage story. We're gonna find out he was like a cocaine trafficker. That should have been in the movie. I agree. All right, guys. Oh, I, I can't get enough of this game. We're gonna play it. The IMDb keywords game. All right, so get out your pens. Get out your paper and your pencils. It's time to play picture page. You remember that? Are you too old for that picture page? I don't know what that With is. Bill Cosby. Yeah, that's after my time. Yeah, you're not too old for him. Yeah, no. No, I know Bill Cosby. Fat yeah. Albert. Yeah, of course. Right? <laughs> it's all he's known for. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. anything else he's done. But listen, he had the biggest HBO comedy special. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was huge. I watched it hundreds Every, Everybody yes. in my school knows like, of know, course. that entire routine. I had an audio tape of it like from the TV. <laughs> and, it, and, it, yeah. and it holds up. It yeah. does. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I only know Muhammad Atta <laughs> as, a, as a flight school student. So do I need to know anything else about him? Nope, he stops right there. I'll tell you what, like he was just about to start learning to land. He never came back. No, he said he didn't need to. Didn't raise any flags. Tom's disgusted at this. No, I. <laughs> I'm letting you guys paint. Go ahead. Yeah, with our shit brushes. All right, <laughs> all right, guys. So I'm gonna give you a word. You're gonna tell me whether it appears in the IMDb keywords for hysteria colon a deaf leopard story. Can I just ask one? Yeah. What does that mean? So <laughs> I'll do the first one. IMDb keywords are user submitted keywords so that you can search by so you can just click on a word and it'll take you to movies with that to okay. have that association. So if somebody's so they, searching for rock music as okay, a key this search, might you would come, come up. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. But they're user generated. These are not like there's nobody like vetting this. Okay. <laughs> just so you know. All right. So number one, band. I, this game is infuriating. <laughs> yes. People are so stupid. So is the point here that we're supposed to answer yes, yes or, or no? Keyword? Answer now? Yep. Yes. No. Yes, it is. One oh, okay. point for Tom. All right. I win. Rock band. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. No. <laughs> You're sticking with my strategy from the last uh, game. Yeah, well, it's just because <laughs> there's no rhyme or reason to it, which is what ca- you don't see. You not knowing anything helps. Yeah, it's true. I'm not dumb. No, but you are. <laughs> well, I played, I, played, I, played, I played this game before, so yeah. I know how stupid it is. Rock group. <sighs> oh. Your frustration is showing. 
I can't go for a hat trick here, so I'll say no. No. Yes, it Don't. is. <laughs> I outsmarted myself. Heavy metal. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> a little Jack Hay there. Yes. No. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Okay, this is not the worst he- it's ever not, done. Because it's not heavy metal. Heavy metal band. So it's rock band was a yes. Heavy metal is a yes. Heavy metal band? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. Booyah. I don't think you've ever Now I have to sweep. All right. People couldn't take it that far. <laughs> uh, British heavy metal. No. No. Correct. There's not. I'm on the board. One-armed drummer. <laughs> <laughs> How many other movies could have it? <laughs> it's the only one that pops up, so I'm going to say no. No. Yes, it is. Oh. And I'll tell you what, I clicked on it. There's one movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I gotta know. Uh, severed arm. <laughs> That's a good one. It is. Um, do, you're seeking out a movie about severed arms? I'm going to say no. No. Yes. Oh. Car accident. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I want to watch a really good movie about a car accident. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, you know. A movie about a severed arm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, put them I'll together. Yes. You got a real got a real list. I'll say no. Yes, it is. Boom. Why? Wow. I mean, I know Tom's already clinched, but we'll we'll do the last one. <laughs> Number ten, bad car accident. <laughs> is there a good car accident? I, I, I'm just look. I can't tell you what IMDb users are doing. Number eleven, bad car accident movie. <laughs> bad car accident, Rick Allen. <laughs> <laughs> bad car accident. Uh, no. Yes. No. Okay. I got Tom, one. I, right. I think you got one wrong. Two wrong. I got two wrong. Yeah. Ken, that's the worst you've ever three, done in a three game. Nine, oh. Yeah, three wrong. That's our new favorite game. The IMDb keyword. Game. It's definitely mine. Yeah, it's fun. I can't believe you did that well. <laughs> if you ever come on again, though, it'll be even harder. I'll tell you, you will not be able to do it. Oh, okay. It, I no, appreciate the kid gloves. No, no, it's not that. It's it's because I've done. I've I've gotten an yeah. eight out of ten on this game. Right. It, it just, There's no rhyme or reason yeah. to the and idiocy I'm, of IMDb. And I'm starting to learn how to outsmart candidate too. That I did much better this time. <laughs> All right. So it's time to go to Shaolin Land. All right. To what? Celebrity net worth. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you never heard the show before? No, 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 no. I know what it is. I'm just terrible with this type of stuff. So no, that's all right. Go ahead. It was just funny. It was like, what are we doing? You're going to make me do this? We're done. Two for five. Alright. So I got a couple categories. We're gonna start first though with uh, our, our super producer Mutt Lang mm. and his ex-wife Shania Twain. Oh, they didn't make it? <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> I, I I can tell you this, she feels like a woman. Yeah. That's the what. That's so glad we made it. I thought I that know. was about Mutt Lang. That's why I went back to. I've heard both of those songs. Oh. Good, good for you. Doesn't know fucking anything from two thousand one, but knows that. <laughs> All right. So who's worth more, and what are they worth? <laughs> wow. Wow, we were. Wow, we were. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. Because uh, Shania Twain, they could probably get in the ballpark, but Mutt Lang. I mean. I don't know what producers, what cut they get of these bands. Remember, this is the late 70s into the 80s, and he becomes a superstar producer. Like, we know who he is, so he's like Bob Rock. I'm going to go with Mutt. As far as the number, I have no idea. Throw a number out there. Hang a number on uh, Mutt Lang. Okay, $10 million. He's way low. I know, I'm kidding. Oh, (laughs) I was like, I love this. I'll say $500 million. Okay. That's probably a good guess. Um, I don't think it's. Well, I don't know. 
So I'll go Shania first. Okay. I say she's because she started what like was huge in what late nineties. Maybe a little before that, but like, yeah, yeah. ninety five, ninety six. Maybe. I don't think she had that many. Remember, big... she's Canadian though, so I know. the exchange rate might throw this off. <laughs> I'll go. You guys are hardcore. I'll go. <laughs> it's like the same things the best with them. Ninety million for Shataya. 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 <laughs> oh, she's Japanese. And now. I'll go two fifty for Mutt Lang. Okay. Wait, ninety million for Shania. Yeah. Oh, so you think Mutt is the? Yeah, I think oh, Mutt has. So what do you have for Shania, Tom? Shania, ninety million and one. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's gonna go. Price is right strategy doesn't count here. All right, so we'll go B to T. Mutt Lang. Wow. 225 That's million. the low? Good That's going, the Ken. low. Wow. So, Ken, you're pretty close. Your instincts were right. Shania Twain. Now that you know she's over 225, what do you what do you say? 350. Fine. Four hundred million dollars. Wow, what's that? She didn't have that many big songs. She's got to have some other stuff going on, clothes or yeah, I guess perfume. That's always a. Big I forgot one. to tell you this. That came Alimony? up. Alimony. Yeah, I wonder. Well, that's always complicated, right? Like, yeah, what happens with these celebrity couples? That actually came up though. Came with the the highest uh, net net worth for female artists. Oh, so with Rihanna. Our, yeah, so it was. They told us Rihanna. So can you name the next three top? Beyonce. Net worth. Beyonce was one. Madonna. Madonna was the other. I can't remember who the third one was. I think, <laughs> I think it was Shania Twain, actually. Oh, re- oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It was close. It was like five yeah, to yeah, yeah. I talked us out of Madonna. I didn't think she was as high, mm. so I was wrong. Mm. This is why you should come back to trivia, because <laughs> this is fucking your wheelhouse. All right, now we're going to go to our hair metal division. Now, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. So first is, which band... Is she chewing on it? Yeah. What are you doing? Get down. Stop. Do I, need I don't want her to get her. Do I need a pen for this? Yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Well, Come on. I can't write Snugs. on the kitty cat here. Let's go. Boy. Okay. So, I'm going to give you three bands. I want you to tell me the net, total net worth of each band. <laughs> He's already frustrated. <laughs> so, so, you're going to tell me who's who's the highest, gro- or the, the highest net worth out of these bands. Uh, and then I want... The individual out of those bands you think has the most okay. and the least. Okay. So total out of all the people. Yep. So Def Leppard, mm-hmm. Molly Crew, mm-hmm. Poison, the boys from Mechanicsburg. So which band has the most? I'll give you a minute. Uh, a little thinking music. And then you I'm, want the total net worth of the band? Yeah. I would. Uh, and then what individual out of the group? Out of, the out of all three, out groups. of all three groups, is the most and the least. I can give you the band members if that helps. So, Def Leppard, Joe Elliott, Phil Collins, Rick Allen, Vivian Campbell. So we're just using the top four here because the other groups are four mm-hmm. guys. Motley Crue is Vince Neil, McMars, Tommy Lee, and Nikki Six. And Poison is Brett Michaels, CC Deville, Ricky Rocket, and Bobby Dahl. It ain't either of those two gentlemen. The last ones. I mean, it would seem it would stand to reason, wouldn't it? Uh, the least one uh, coming up with the. I mean, <laughs> Ken's going to the calculator. It's my favorite thing that he does. Wow, I know, I know. Just pen and paper for time. I'm fairly, yeah, I'm fairly solid with who, which band is third. Okay, that's first, fair. The first two are. I'll go with Poison is third. Okay. 
That's a no doubter. So if I'm wrong, that's going to be a crusher. Yeah. Um, well, that's the fun of the game. Is that sometimes yes. the no doubters are doubters. And then I'll between the other two, damn, because they both they continued to. I mean, Motley Crue just retired, but they continued to tour. Yeah, and yeah. And that's just. I think Def Leppard those tours. Yeah, they're they're touring this summer. So, um, and they had like one of the biggest albums of all time. Crew had success. I'm going to go with Def Leppard one, Crew two, Poison third. Okay. <clears throat> Kenny, yeah, I agree with that. Ra- uh, um, ranking. Oh, okay. So Def Leppard, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison is what you're going yeah. with? Both of you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to put some numbers on it? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, please. <laughs> Def Lepp, I'll go 350 total. Okay. Crew, 250. Poison, 175. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the... <laughs> This is the worth of the band as an entity. Yes, yes. like okay. individuals combined. Right. So that, you know the sum of the some of yeah. the parts. So I'll, via celebrity net worth, when I added up oh, each person's okay. net worth, I see. All right. I did have to look a little for a couple of the guys. I won't tell you which ones. Okay. Then, uh, hell, they're not that good. I'll say three hundred, two twenty-five, and one twenty-five. Okay. Now. Do you want to hear the group results first before you tell me highest and lowest? Yeah. Okay. B to T, you guys were all right. Poison is worth the least. Mm-hmm. This may be a Jamiroquai situation. I'm not sure. $54 million. For Poison? Yeah, as okay. a group. That, as I, a group. I mean, it doesn't totally surprise yeah. me. Coming in number two. <laughs> there's, there's only two choices. I know. I was building suspense. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I made myself laugh. It's nothing. The nine arm band from Sheffield. Wow. Wow. Def Leppard. De- wow. Now I hate both these bands, the but there's no way Motley Crue's better than Def Leppard. That's not about better. I know. It's I'm just how saying. How many more idiots will pay to see? Yeah, you're well, right. Well, that's why you hate Jamiroquai. Well, just uh, you're right. Well, just because Motley Crue had so much shit happen, they lost their money so many times. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, drug overdoses and At, like they right. were blowing it on so many things. But uh, Vince Neil killed a guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Def Leppard weren't choir boys, but still. You would think they were better with their money. Yeah. Uh, here's where I think the, the rub is. The British taxation system. They, oh, they tax more be. heavily at the high end, which is why a lot of those bands relocate. Like the, like the Rolling Stones went to the Bahamas <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because they paid no yeah, taxes. Right, right. Um, but the Beatles often complained about it, too. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, relative to the U.S., especially yeah, yeah, yeah. at that in that era, yeah, right. the, the 80s in America. I mean, they lowered the taxes there to, in, in, in Britain as well. But, right. But I think that might be the difference because it's close enough, uh, you know, relatively speaking, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so Def Leppard comes in at 160. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Motley get, Crue at 235. We gave these guys way too yeah. much credit. I mean, I was close on Crue's guess, but like the, yeah. so were you, but the, But when you yeah, think Def about Lepp. that, Mutt Lag is worth almost more than all of them. Right, that's what I'm saying. As an individual. And Shania Twain's worth more than all of them, which is yeah. kind of nice to hear. I don't know why that makes it feel good, because like, Because she's not a scumbag not, like all oh, of these right, guys. Oh, right, that's right. She's not a huge piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think like all these bands surprisingly I like Poison out of all three of these the best wow that is um, you take that back did, yeah I don't did, know why didn't Rick Allen get arrested for domestic abuse I, I know yes that. with his one arm because that was the big deal they were like how did he do it I was like, he wow. hit her with his ar- other arm yeah <laughs> nice he, he smacked her with his foot <laughs> he, cr- he literally crammed his foot up her ass uh, he's just not 
helicopter across the face of foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like Billy Jack. He made a he made a crawl over. <laughs> oh, that's good. For the people who know that reference, that's a great reference. Uh yeah, so uh, they are pieces of shit, I think, is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Even the guy you should feel bad for is a piece of garbage. Yeah. All right. So out of Joe Elliott, Phil Collins, Rick Allen, Vivian Campbell, Vince Neal, McMars, Tommy Lee, Nikki Six, Brett Michaels, CeCe DeVille, Ricky Rocket, and Bobby Dahl, mm-hmm. who's the richest and who is the poorest? I have my guess, Tommy. Do you? Yeah. Go ahead, Tommy. <laughs> Based on the shock that Motley Crue is number one, doesn't mean that it has to come from that band, but I'll go with uh, Tommy Lee. Because of this, he's just been involved in a bunch of stuff. See, I think it's McMars. Because he's the smart one. What if I tell yep. you, you're both right. Oh, they're tied? Yeah, and there's actually a third person tied for number one. Out of, so out of the remaining guys, who do you think is tied for number one? Number one. Joe Elliott. See, I think that's the obvious guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talk us through it, Kenny. But I'm going to go Brett Michaels. Okay. Oh, rock of love. Turns out the obvious guess is correct. Joe yeah, Elliott. Yeah. I just think he would have the the most, but maybe it is the taxation thing. Yeah, I don't know. But well, I think Mick Mars wrote the songs in Motley Crue. Didn't and Nikki Six actually wrote the songs. Oh, Nick, I thought Mick Mars did. I, well, they both did, but Nikki Six was known as the songwriter of the group, as okay. if I recall correctly. I assume he just lost all his money. <laughs> yeah. So, who do you think is worth the least out of all those guys? Oof. The one of those poison guys. Yeah, yeah the, one right. of those last two. Oh. I was thinking Bobby Dahl. There's Bobby Doll and what was the other one? Ricky Rocket. Ricky Rocket. Um, Neither the, of those names are real. Tom. Well, he was the drummer. Right? No, he, yeah, yeah. Ricky his real, Rocket. His was real name was Richard Rocket. All right. He was, <laughs> he was the prettiest one in the band. Right? He was the drummer. Yeah. Um, so then I'll go with the ugly bass player. That's always the right call, Bobby yeah, Doll. Bobby Doll tied for bottom with CC Deville. Oh so, wow. So Ricky Rocket. I thought he he did almost some worth things. more than Brett Michaels, which wow. is crazy. He must have blown his money on. All right, so I'll give you. I'll quickly just give you the number. So Joe Elliott, Mick Mars, Tommy Lee at seventy. Uh, coming in next, Rick Allen and Vince Neil at fifty. Uh, Nikki Six at forty-five. Vivian Campbell at twenty. So Poison is—they're all at the bottom four. <laughs> Brett Michaels at eighteen. Ricky Rock at sixteen, and Deville and Dahl at ten. That's still a lot for those guys. And Vivian Campbell. I mean, let's face it. He was—he never tasted mega success. Right. He was only in there from eighty-seven or eighty-eight on. I mean, it's still—they're still touring. No, Ninety-one which, is when he died. Oh, it's, so oh, it's he, that late. God, Steve Clark died in ninety-one. So, so he joined like, for the shittiest album. He—he he joins for like yeah, they're they're like covers albums. What was, yeah. what was it called? The Adrenaline. <laughs> I don't know why I remember Isn't this. Isn't that but. The, this the worst? Because they're trying to like pyromania. They were trying to like. No, it would have been better if it was adrenalized by Atomic Mass. Yeah, I that, think so. It, it, I'll tell you what, Atomic Mass. It's just so 1993 or whatever. Yeah, it was. They were just tone deaf. Yeah, right. Like like Nirvana and Pearl Jam are out. And they're writing adrenalized. Well, I told you that that I met that guy who lives in Montclair. Who, yeah. So, Tom, this is a great story. So, I'm at the bar in Montclair, the local bar, just middle of the day. I was grading papers. I wanted to have a beer while I graded papers. Sit down. I go up to the bar. British guy sitting next, you know, mid-50s. And he's just like, do you like this place? <laughs> I'm like, not really. <laughs> I'm like, and he's like, I know. But he's like, it's a great space. Though. It's a beautiful bar. Yeah. but this, it, it, It's it, an odd place. Very strange. Very Montclair. So we get to talking. I'm like, oh, what do you do? He's like, I'm a musician. I'm like, oh, interesting. But what are you doing in Montclair? He's like, oh, I have a studio. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, who'd you play with? He's like, well... I toured with, uh, I was Linus Morissette's guitarist for 10 years. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. okay. That's good. All right, so you're good. You're like good at, you're a good player. He's like, yeah, but before that, I auditioned to be in Def Leppard and didn't get the gig. 
and it was in 1991. So he auditioned for that wow. spot, right? Yeah. Which I should have remembered when you said that. And I was like, wow. He's like, but I'm so happy I didn't because that was the second hair metal tied. He's like, I, he's like, if I had been in that band, I would have been a joke. I would have been in this band. It's like nobody yeah. wanted to be in. And Nirvana hits and they're fucking cool. Maybe so. But I mean, looking back, longevity wise, I mean, they've they, they got no, a career. They got their he wasn't like hearts. shitting on the band. He wanted yeah. to be in a band, but he was just like, it was so much better for me to not be in that band because yeah. I got to do so many much. I got to be in a, like a cool hit band. Right. Yeah. I got to play. Cause all that's when people. she became right. Yeah. He got nominated for an right. Oscar. Like he did all this stuff cause he met these people. That's cool. Cause yeah. he was friends with, uh, what's his name for the Foo Fighters, uh, Taylor, who was the drummer for Lance Morissette. Yeah, but it was just like he, he uses like in retrospect, he's like, I never got so lucky as to not be like it, it, at that time was one of the biggest bands in the world. Yeah. yeah. Did you get crazy. to meet, did you get to meet Dave Coulier? <laughs> I, you know, I didn't ask him, one of my and, my favorite urban legends, but I will. <laughs> urban legends, yeah. That what, that what's, that what's you want to know is about Dave. Coulier. It is, no, it is about him. It's not is urban it legend. for sure. It is. It's a. Do you want me to text Nick Lashley and find out? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I will ask him because <laughs> he's like, I got his number. We we're supposed to get beers, but we I have not texted him. I felt like it was weird. Is that a weird thing? Like when you're as no. an adult man, I don't know what Why? to do. It's like the Keith Hernandez Seinfeld. Yeah, it, it is. It is like that. Like I didn't because he was a cool guy. And we had a good conversation. Well. All right, I'll text them. Yeah. I'll text them. And when I do, I it's will ask It's a new ask age. Him. I'll ask him the question. Let, let him like diss you. And actually, you'll That's appreciate this time. He is married to Danielle Brisbois. Very good. Yeah. Archie Bunker. Yeah. She yeah. was. I knew he would know. That's why she I was. It. Uh, give me a minute. She was in that band, You Only Get What You Give. Um, the New oh. Radicals. Yep. The New Radicals. That's she was like, she, she was. sang correct. in that band. That's the first thing he said to me. He's like, well, she's like an actress, but she was in a band. He's like, the New Radicals. Like, I know that fucking band. Yeah. Because yeah, right. that guy was like a crazy, the, the leader yeah, was like yeah, a very he was weird dude. wacky. Greg something, but uh, yeah. Hmm. No one cares about interesting. this. Interesting. Huh, I like care. It. I liked it. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, but I knew you would know who she was. Like Archie Bunker's place right, and, right. and all in the family. Yeah. So he's married to her. And then, uh, I knew you would know who she is because you're old. Yeah. Well, because Ken said like your wheelhouse was like 70s, 80s. And I was like, yeah, that's I was like, because my brother knew who she was immediately. So, you know, you're probably about his age. So, if, you know, because he's like, what, 72, three. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the range. right? <laughs> I don't know why I'd be. No, no reason. You're a guest in my home. <laughs> All right. We've got one more category. All right. Oh, cool. Famous amputees. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, now I, I, I consulted multiple sources. Um, and so these people, some of these people are not known as amputees, but had some part of their body amputated. Usually, okay. usually ends of fingers. Van Gogh. <laughs> I don't have a net worth on him, though. Sadly, <laughs> it all came after. He I, died. Did, I I I did think like, do I know any famous ones? And all the ones were like old. So, um, all right. So like Stonewall Jackson. Don't know his net worth. Because we, we'd have to convert like we'd have to convert slaves to money, and that's a really complicated proposition. I think you go through the Civil War roster, and you're going to find a, <laughs> a lot, lot of amputees. Uh, but he's a famous one. Yeah. All right. So Ella Fitzgerald. Okay. At the time of her death. Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. Jaja Gabor. What did she have amputated? Princess Jaja. I don't remember. I can, I can relook it up though. I didn't I didn't put it in my notes. Uh, James Dewan, Scotty from Star Trek, World War II veteran, so that's where he was amputated. The Blade Runner, Oscar Pistorius, <laughs> and uh, Jerry Garcia. What did he have amputated? No his, idea. His finger. Oh, Wait, was... is this just a random list, or are we playing a game? 
No, this is net worth. Net worth. Oh, the net worth. I Famous thought it was ADPs. like guess which ones really. Work. No, no, no. These are all these are all people who are Jerry. Jerry's missing a finger. There you go. And Tony Iommi is missing like a f- part of his finger. That's why I said a lot of them were like shaved fingers. Yeah. People who like work jobs or had medical conditions. Right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so out of those, so put them in order. Beat it. What year did Ella Fitzgerald die? Ah, boy. You know what? Let me check. Net worth of these guys. This is like this is quite the cast. Well, I can. You, you, fucking, this is the thirty-eighth time. Actually, no. I know. 40th. I know. I just these are hard. I know. I gotta make them. I gotta do it. I'm not complaining. I, I gotta find ways in. Let's see. And this movie is such a fucking dud that I, I only had a few choices. Blade Runner. There's a Lifetime movie about him. Oh, wow. She died in 1996. Okay. I didn't think she lived that long. Maybe that's why she's on here. Yeah, there is one. We could watch that one. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about him. Like, I know. all The the stories are all over the place. Like, he didn't I know. mean it. He was a good guy. Oh, he was beating her up. But yeah. He wasn't a good guy. Like, I know. I mean, I assume he was a bad guy because mo- nine times out of ten, they're beating up someone. You know what I mean? They're, they're abusers. So, even if he didn't mean to murder her. Okay. Shit. Yeah, I'm behind here. I, I, can, no I can put them in order. Are you going to ask me to give you the dollars too? Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Oh, first, okay. give me. Put them in then order. I'll, first. I'll let Ken go first on that. So <laughs> yeah, I'll have some kind of a range. You want me to give you my order or wait for Ken here? No, give him your order. Okay. So I'm going to go B to T. Bottom B to, the top. to T. Okay. So B would be Scotty, James Dewan, uh, then Oscar Pistorius, Tony Iommi, Ella Fitzgerald, Jerry Garcia. And Princess Shaja Gabor. Oh, wow. You have her highest, huh? Just because she was married to like three different counts, dukes, whatever. Like, I just yeah, figured I, she had money. Mm. It doesn't yeah. mean it was her money. It could have been yeah, her yeah, husband. Yeah, but, but she is like one of those famous for being famous people at a certain point, right? Like, yeah. she did have a career, but after yeah, that, she, she had movies. Yeah. But from might, like 75 on. I might be yeah. low on her, but. Yeah, she was a guest. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. She was, <laughs> and, I, and I knew who she was, so, yeah, and, and I was a nine year old boy. Yeah, and true. People, people just think, like, you know, Green Acres, and that was her sister. Yeah. I just remember her slapping the cop. That's her. Thing Very I entitled. Yeah. She no, was then in, she went on she Johnny in, Carson to talk about it. Yeah. She was in Moulin Rouge, the original one. Oh, Lady Marmalade. We're back. <laughs> the original. Full, full circle. <laughs> All right, so I'll go uh, Blade Runner, Scotty, Iomi, Jaja, Fitzgerald, Garcia. What do we, so you had Jaja three? Uh, one, two, four. All right, so. I'm, I totally missed Now that. let's, uh, you want to put some numbers yeah. on there? All right, Kenny, go. Blade Runner, three million. Okay. Scotty. Scotty, fifteen. Iomi, twenty-five. Jaja, thirty. Fitzgerald, fifty. Garcia, seventy-five. Wow. Interesting. All right, Tom Scotty, what do you got for Scotty? <laughs> Scotty. Um, Scotty, I'm gonna say like he had you know uh, five million. Okay. Jump change. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Mere bag of shells. <laughs> uh, then we got, who did I say, Oscar? Uh, yeah, yeah, Blade Runner. Oscar. <laughs> okay, so Blade Runner. Well, that movie did really well, right? So, um, All of them. <laughs> so I'll, I'll say slightly higher. Just go to six for him. Okay. Uh, Tony Iommi will go up to 20. Okay. Longevity there. What I love is we're spanning like music, acting, celebrity, sports. Yeah. We're getting a lot of stuff here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Ella... I agree with Ken's 50. Okay. Uh, Jerry. JG and ZZG. Yeah, Jerry's going to be 65. 
and Jaja is going to top out at 80. All right. This is, I, I am fascinated by these numbers. I'm fascinated by the order. Don't be fascinated by mine. They're just like, no, I think oh, you're no, better. There, there's no rhyme guesses. or reason with this. I feel like you've been better at this than you think. Um, I'm okay when the money's not involved. Uh oh. I know what that means. <laughs> uh oh. Who's mu- I hear his music. <laughs> oh, actually, sorry. It's the wrong one. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a take on your favorite movie, Tom. Is that Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Or? Supposed to be. Sorry, I actually meant I clicked oh, the wrong, you wrote the, I clicked Oh, the it's one. the other way. We have both of them this time? Uh, no, just the one. Just the one, I think. Can I ask what you're talking about? So Coolio situation is Coolio is only worth $50,000. Uh-huh. So that's when it's somebody that's unexpectedly very low. Me. So one of these people is going to be worth like 50 grand. One of the people we thought was low. Oh, somebody's really, really yeah. low. And we way oversold them. Right. And Jamiroquai is the other way. Yeah, Jameer Kwai is a person you think isn't worth Should a lot of money. Should be worth five, $5 is worth $75 million. All right, so good. we're going to start at the bottom. I mean, I'm not I'm not convinced this is a Coolio, but okay. I, I only put it because of the way you guys valued him. So the Blade Runner comes in at the bottom. All right, yeah. Oscar's Pistorius. So knowing he's now possibly a Coolio situation. Well, he had the big trial, too. Yeah. 100000 250 50k yeah. a coolio situation on the nose $50,000 but i but again coolio i i'm not sure i expected the blade runner to be worth a lot but you guys both had him over that number you had him at 6 yeah. kenny had him at 3 and he's worth 50 yeah i mean most of the olympians do okay right, right and right. he probably had endorsements but he had the trials probably wiped them out yeah and it's hard to get endorsements after you murder somebody correct i mean oj's done okay yeah back in the news today he said he's going to join twitter yep I can't wait. That, what what could go wrong? <laughs> Media you're you're going to get on Twitter just to follow the OJ. I mean, I, I, I'm very excited for this. I mean, it's sad because I know he's a murderer, but there is some part. I told Kenny this when he texted me. He's like, anniversary of the murder. And I was like, is it weird that I'm nostalgic? Because it is a horrible 25 years. double murder. But that I don't know why it's that time. Because it, it was the just the, the craziest thing. Right. Nick's Bulls. Yeah. yeah, just everything about everything about oh, that trial. Uh, Rockets Knicks, but yes. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I, no, no, no! I mean, like at the time, they were both. Oh, good sure. Teams. The day of the thing. Yes, was, that okay, was sorry. That was right. Fair, sorry. fair point. Fair point. I could see how I confused you. Yeah, I got you. Uh, so the the Blade Runner comes in at the bottom. All right. So Kenny, you got that right. <laughs> the technically, blade, the Blade Runner. Kudos. <laughs> Ooh, the the 90s treat. Yeah. I wish I had one of those. Those are good. Yeah, chocolate-covered granola bar. It's healthy. very good for you. Well, how is it not healthy? <laughs> Tell you what, heavyweights was an answer at a trivia this week. Oh, interesting. Where were you? I we don't almost know. had a perfect school. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you motherfucker. All right. Um, so you're both right in the bottom two. Scotty comes in next. Scotty uh, too <laughs> I think about that a lot. <laughs> uh, Tommy, were closest, I would say, on this. Uh, Seven million for oh, okay. Scotty. All James right. Dewan. That's, you know... Yeah, good for him. Good career, considering like he's only been in the TV show, the movies, and maybe a couple other things. Mm. So signing autographs probably made his career. Yeah, and, and, as and, we've learned. And you know, World War II hero, like, like was that Normandy, I think. So, you know, one of those guys like legitimately shouldn't have been alive. Um, and also, reportedly, one of the nicest people ever. So, okay. you know, the That's opposite good. of Blade Runner and OJ. <laughs> um, so we're coming in with a tie for the next, no, three-way tie. Wow. Three-way tie. Who is it? Who could it be? So it's going to ruin both of your brackets. Right? Oh, all right. So <laughs> so it's Jerry Garcia. Mm-hmm. Zsa, Zsa. 
Jaja and Ella Fitzgerald. Wow, I would see it. Wow, I only I was thinking. Wow, <laughs> Christopher. Wal- wait, I I feel like I, I heard Christopher Walken's music. <laughs> wow. Uh, so knowing that, does that change your score? I mean, were we close on any of the the monies? Or, um. <laughs> well, Jaja's not eighty mil. Yeah. Well, yeah, you never know. Um, they all could be eighty. There's a couple. So Jaja for Ken, and who'd you have second, Ella? I I had Jerry second. He had. I had Jerry last. I had Jerry at seventy five. So, Ella so, at, so, at yeah, fifty. Your, your Ella Fitzgerald, Kenny's Ella Fitzgerald, and Jaja are both within ten million dollars. Uh, and your Ella Fitzgerald. So they're forty. Correct. So, so forty million. And and Jerry is forty. Correct. Jerry Ella Fitzgerald Jaja Gabor. All worth the same amount of money. They're in two clubs. Amputees, <laughs> worth $40 million. <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave it to the cyber bullies to figure this there out. There you go. That's the correlation. We learned, we learned two things today. Two correlations. This one and uh, one-armed drummer movies. There's only one. Hysteria <laughs> Cole and the Def Leppard story. All right. Our so coming Iomi. in at the top, wow. Tony Iomi. Very good. Now, this is a Jamiroquai situation. I think it is. So I jumped the gun earlier. That's not, oh, there we go. You gonna play for me or no? No. Oh. Some ambient Jamiroquai. It's my favorite oh, Tony Iommi song. Yeah, I do like the the fucking solo in the middle. <laughs> it's like Sweet Leaf. <laughs> oh, it, just hates uh, me. it hates me today, so I'm gonna just fucking tell you. It's because it's Jamiroquai. It's garbage. <laughs> it will not play it through the the machine. Tony Omi coming in. Okay, now you know Jamiroquai situation. Ken, Tom, eighty. Hell, I'll go full a hundred. One hundred and forty million dollars. Wow. I'm sorry, I did it again almost. <laughs> but how is that possible? <laughs> What's Ozzy worth? I know. I was going to say, it begs invested, the question, right? He invested, I guess. I mean, what, Or what? they just owned the songs. Mm, he did write the songs. I mean, that is... He writes the music. So Ozzy's got to be, what, 250 or three? I mean, between, you know, the music and then the TV show yeah. and... He never got divorced. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's always a big one. He had a smart woman managing his money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you want to take a guess, Kenny? Three hundred, two fifty-three. I said three. Okay, sorry. You originally said two fifty. Yeah, I, I was I was unsure. Tony was one hundred and forty. You said yeah. So Ozzy's yeah, he's got a <laughs> hell three hundred, two twenty. Okay, but I think it does beg the question: What's Geezer Butler worth? <laughs> <laughs> We've been asking that since that band started. I, right, but like it's fascinating. Like I, I, I don't know. It's unbelievable. Geezer Butler only seventy. Oh, only. All right, but right, like good man. Also, I believe they might also be from Sheffield. They're from Northern England somewhere. I know that. England, in- London, England. <laughs> well, that guys. was a good. Ne- that was a good. Uh, CN dubs. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it ended up being more fun than I thought it would be. I mean, anytime you get amputees in there. <laughs> oh, there it is. Leave it to me. I have no coup. <laughs> So, uh, Tom, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you so much for joining great. us. Um, we do have a movie in mind for you to come back at some point. It was fun. I don't yeah. know if Ken told you am what I, it was. Am I, am I being typecast here for like rock bios? Or no, no. I have okay, a good. much better no, movie. No, this is a different one. Good. I, we'll I, tell I you, like the bad movies. We'll tell you off the air. <laughs> oh, we're not going to reveal it. Okay. No, we'll tell them off the air. Fair enough. Uh, we don't know what we're doing yet, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's been a 
I've been busy lately. I don't know about you, but yeah. I haven't had time to think about it. But uh. So, for Tom Florio, Dr. Makai, Reason Down, Ken Norris, this has been another episode of the Cyber Bullies. I'm going to On the next Cyberbullies podcast, starring Charlotte Ray. I'm so happy. I can't believe I can't believe it. <laughs> Lisa Rinna. I have a question. Yes. Will you have dinner with me? Jake, what are you doing here? Is that a yes? I thought you were going to be in Atlanta this week. That's what your email said. I rearranged my schedule so I could come through San Jose a little sooner and give you some support. So, can we have dinner? You can walk me to my car. And Gail O'Grady. Johnny, so good to have you home. Thanks, Oh, you're home early. I didn't expect you till after Chicago. I know. It's 2000's Another Woman's Husband. Available on YouTube. Kudos that neither. What was the other long distance dedication? You want to do it? We can do it. I mean, I just want to know what it's about. All right, hold on. I, ha- I have it. Because I started with that one originally. Nelly and City Spud dropped to number six. <laughs> right, with so coming out of Nelly. Ride with American me. Top 40, I'm Casey Kasem. Now we're up to our long-distance dedication. It's about recovery, oh, no. and it comes to us from a woman in Alabama named Bobby. And here's what Bobby writes. Dear Casey, I love my 7- and 11-year-old daughters, Allison and Deanna, dearly. And since I wasn't married, it was hard telling them I was having a new baby. I have to give them credit, though. After a couple of days, they warmed up to the idea and became really excited. Oh, no. oh, but no. early in the pregnancy, there were problems. Oh, no. Daniel was a hydropsy baby, meaning there was fluid interfering with the growth of his heart and lungs. Oh, Why are they writing into Casey Kasem about this? Chance I'd carry him this is, this is Sunday afternoon on the radio. Months, they must really love this song. And heard his heartbeat. Knowing I may never get to hold him. After seven months? In my seventh month, Daniel went into distress. Oh, God. I was with some of the best neonatal doctors in the country, but there was nothing they could do. How does he even read this? And if not for my daughters, I don't think I would have either. I'm very lucky to have Allison and Deanna happy, healthy, and full of love. Casey, I think of Daniel constantly. He'd be 18 months old now. You, you want to hear it? Can you play Sandstorm by Darude, <laughs> which was on the countdown for 1994? So could you please play Tears in Heaven? Oh, God. Oh, on. Yeah. No, you want to know what my fake answers were? <laughs> yes. Steve would, would roll with it. <laughs> Just as much. Thank you. That's the only one I put. It made me laugh, but I was like, it's too mean. Bobby, here's your long-distance dedication. <laughs> So uh, that's why I picked that one. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Can you imagine that, that was the there was 